Welcome back to the Tricky Takes podcast. Uh, not your normal crew here today, as we told you last week. Uh, at the very end, uh, not a normal episode this week. Uh, it's me, and uh, I got Connor here with me. What's up? And um, it'll just be kind of a rotating cast and crew. We're having our first inaugural box score fantasy football league here. So uh, right now I've got Simon and Brandon, who you've uh, both heard before probably. What's up, guys? Uh, what are you doing? Much. Um, and yeah, this is not going to be like a formal podcast episode. We're just going to be having our draft here, kind of talking about it. It'll be a rotating cast. There'll be times where I step away, Connor steps away. Um, we'll leave it with any in anybody's hands except for Brandon, just because I'm not sure what kind of propaganda he'll try to give you. Give you all. <laughs> um, no, well, it'll be fun. I've uh, already been planning for when you guys are both gone and it's other box score people, yeah. like the Easter eggs that we'll leave for your oh, listeners. Yeah. Like, all right, guys, yeah. make sure if you yeah, everybody this, go comment like blue carrot on there <laughs> yeah um ben might be stopping in is ben gonna join the their, uh zoom you think i think he just said something about being busy and not being ronan i thought ronan said no um robertson, robertson said, said maybe ben acted like he was going to this is usually much earlier for him than right. typical but you know well, maybe he, he can come on at the end and, and talk about yeah. how his team feels, maybe. Get, and uh, his holiday weekend. It is yeah. a whole point. Well, we're, I mean, we're T minus two minutes till the draft starts. Uh, Robertson has the first pick. This is, okay, here's the format for everybody. It's a little weird. It's best ball, so that means you don't have to set a lineup every week. It chooses out of all your players the best scoring lineup at the end of the week. Uh, the rosters are one quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver, one tight end, one flex, one super flex, and a defense. Yeah, you're scummy for putting that defense on there. I thought it would be interesting because, I mean, if your team's stacked, you can throw two defenses in there. That yeah. way, one defense kind of shits the oh, bed to the backup. And you don't have to choose which one. Um, oh, but the key to this whole league working is it being only two, three, four. So yeah, it's only five bench spots. So even though it is super flex, you really only have five like additional people that you think might outperform your starters. So you have to be careful. And with it being an eight-person league, the waivers and the are going to be deep. Like you're going to be seeing some people who are worth starting in a lot of your like 12 team leagues on the benches are on the waivers. So we'll see what the strategy is. None of us have ever played in this style of a league before. So we're kind of all on even ground. A lot of us have more, or some of us have more fantasy football experiences. Some of us, some of us have less. Um, okay. The draft we're waiting to start. We're going to enter the draft room and we're going to start. I did a draft. I did a super flex draft mm-hmm. similar to this one a couple of weeks ago, and except it was fourteen teams, and it was a lot deeper. Like it was, it the the benches was like six, seven or eight. So yeah, spots. it was norm- insane. Normally with best ball, you do have those deep leagues, but I thought this would be an interesting format because yeah. I want to keep the waivers active, and I think with best Absolutely. ball, some people just kind of forget about their league. Yeah, <laughs> um, I didn't want that uh, this to be one of those leagues where that happens. Um, so Robertson and Ronan were the first two picks, and they went Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. I was hoping Josh Allen would fall to me, but he didn't. So I'm gonna just going to take Jalen Hurts. It is super flex, so you're going to see all the, a lot of the quarterbacks go early. 
yeah. All right, I I have the fourth pick, and I I want to get a couple points out here before I actually make my pick. Um, first off, real shout out to Austin for getting me the fourth pick. I appreciate it, man, because I knew that this was gonna fall this way. So I had a plan in mind. I've practiced with this pick for eight teams. It's a little awkward, but I think we're gonna get it done. But I have a question for you guys, just in general, deep league, shallow leagues, whatever. Super flex versus going true to quarterback. Mm-hmm. What do you guys like in those respective formats? What are the pros and cons for one versus the other? I've always been more a fan of super flex because it gives you just more versatility with that slot. You're Mm -hmm. not stuck to saying like, oh, I've I've got to take two quarterbacks early because, I mean, even in an eight man league, you know what the if you don't take two quarterbacks early, you're going to end up with. You know, Jared Goff, you're going to end up with Derek Carr, you're going to end up with, you know, Gino, who you're, you're not as happy about. So it gives you a little bit more, like, if they've got a tough defense going on. So I like the, the so super flex. For me, it's about the bye weeks. It mm-hmm. Having yep. two quarterbacks, you have to be very careful about drafting two quarterbacks that have the same bye week. And this just gives you the flexibility to say, screw it. You're going to have, like, if you have to happen to take two quarterbacks uh, who have the same bye week, it's not the end of the world. You have a third, you know, usually you that, or you can grab some off the waivers to throw in that slot. Uh, and then, you know, your uh, back or your super flex spot can be another receiver or something. And uh, I also think, I mean, just for like injuries and stuff, I think it's just like a safer thing. I've, very seldomly do I ever start someone in a super flex position that isn't, you know, a quarterback, but it, it has happened and I, it has been the play sometimes we'll see how it plays out in, in um, this format with best ball. I've never done a super flex best ball. Yeah. And, and for me, it's like, it's all about like who you're playing with. I think ultimately makes a fantasy league um, that yeah. that's, that's what, that's what matters. So I lo- I like what Simon did here. Um, he zigged where everybody else was zagging, which is a good approach sometimes in these situations where he took Justin Jefferson, um, where um, typically it'd be pretty chalky to just take uh, Joe Burrow there. But um, the fact that he went with uh, JJ, I, I respect the move because uh, he's a he's a high value player at that position and he'll get more project. He's he's projected to get more points points than some quarterbacks consistently so um if that maintains a true sentiment throughout the season uh simon will have uh won that bet where he staked his claim on receiver and for me here in this in this first round i i i wanted one of those three quarterbacks at the top mahomes allen hurts after that yeah there's kind of a tear drop off where i would rather have the top receiver maybe even the top running back um before coming back around a quarterback and an eight team, especially, I feel like I can get maybe a quarterback. I like uh, a little bit later um, for the value for me, Brandon, I loved your point about you guys all made great points. I loved your point about knowing your league, um, my home league, my main league. We wanted to uh, a couple years ago do either super flex or two quarterback just to make it a little more interesting. Um, we went with two quarterback because my home league is just a bunch of high school buddies and like half of us are in our thirties now and have kids and stuff. And I was like, someone's going to end up with using that super flex. And it's a guy that gets like eight points a game going against a guy that has Mahomes and 
let's say, uh, you know, Justin Herbert or something. It's just like that person's just going to get ripped every single week and just not not focus enough. So we went straight to quarterback just so everybody kind of had to follow those rules and make it a little bit more competitive. Yeah. And uh, yeah. with these smaller leagues, I think with the eight and the ten, uh, two quarterbacks is very viable. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get into uh, 12 is kind of on the edge, 14. I mean, you're expecting everybody to start two quarterbacks. That's with 14, even with 12, you know, it's just 24 and there's 32 quarterbacks and there's some yeah. bye weeks that there's just not going to be enough quarterbacks to start. So I think once you get past the 10 team uh, mark, you're yeah, gonna that's true. To go to super flex. Um, and that's, that's kind of the way I look at it. But uh, I mean, we're in a 20 man that yeah. <laughs> doesn't even have a required quarterback position. It's just a super flex league. Wow. Without a quarterback. So yeah. that's, that's wild. Format. That one's got some just stupid lineups that you'll see. Yeah, I was invited in a 20 man league this year and I was like, I'm a I'm a little bit capped from a fantasy standpoint. I really wanted to do it because it sounded fun and different, but just like, oh that'd be tough. Yeah, it's a unique challenge. Um, I don't know if y'all saw the message I just sent in our group chat, though. Uh, oh, there he is. Oh, the grand is. is that Ben Parker's music? A wild Ben Parker has appeared. Wow! Everybody, weekend Ben wears a wears a button down. He he no buttons on for short sleeve unbuttoned flannel. Unbuttoned short sleeve shirt is it's a move for sure. You know what? That seeing that fit just makes me need to go get a beer. I'll be right back. I just unpaused for you. I just unpaused the draft for you, Ben. You're welcome to make your pick. You're, you got two minutes and 50 seconds on the clock. All right. I'm logging in right are now. You, are you ready or do you need it paused for a little longer? I'm ready, man. Let's okay, do it. Go for it. Yep. Go ahead. And while, uh, while we're doing it, tell me what happened in the first four picks. So, so um, Mahomes, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Hertz, um, and uh, Simon just took Justin Jefferson. Okay. Now, it, I, I'm looking here at a, a purple button that says start draft. Is that what I do? Yep. Yep. That's what you hit. Okay. All right, so Mahomes gone, Allen gone, Jefferson gone. Is that correct? And just um, yeah, and, and Jalen Hurts. Hurts. Yeah, I don't have Jalen Hurts gone on here. Did I do oh, he wrong? is. He is. He is. Whether you want him to be or not, unfortunately. I so. mean, yeah, but it has me listed as the fourth person. So did I do something wrong? Oh, maybe. Ooh. Are you in oh, one of the, the purple buttons? Pause, pause it up, All right. Yeah, that's what sleeper um, is. Just so great for drafts like it's by far the best fantasy football app for uh, like the actual experience yeah i'm in a different league and we use espn for like our actual week to week but we always draft on sleeper yeah it's so much easier to use interesting and then the commissioner imports it over that's complex whoa yeah no that's uh, happy doing that that's a yeah that's a (laughs) i respect the move that's a dedicated commissioner well we do it because (laughs) we're it was a two keeper league, sure. But now we're moving into where it's going to be a full on dynasty now. So it it just makes more. It made more sense then because the ESPN sleeper or uh, keeper league draft just wasn't very good at all. 
and you want to keep your like records and stuff like that yeah. look back yeah that makes sense. you should um if you're serious you should look at a uh, league tycoon it's one of the cooler platforms i just had my uh my dynasty uh draft last my dynasty auction draft last night to fill in the rest of my roster it is it's kind of like my gm mode on madden like it is it's intense. You, if you haven't checked out League Tycoon, you're you're missing out. It's our third year doing it on there, and it is uh, it's a game changer from a dynasty standpoint. Interesting. A, I do you enjoy the auction platform? I've never done one. Um, so I I enjoy it because it's kind of a salary cap thing, and then you get to sign players to multi year contracts, and so um and there's rookie drafts involved too. So it's a uh, it, it's a it's not your it's not like your typical dynasty that's why i say it's more like my gm mode on right. madden okay okay Except ben, fantasy you, football did you give me did you give a thumbs up you're good to go yeah sorry for keeping everybody waiting but i'm ready to go i'm on the right thing so no, no here problem, we go man. yeah, yeah plenty time, all right i yeah, debated between two night. guys here but i already know who i'm gonna take i'm gonna go ahead and grab joe burrow here that'll be my quarterback, or one of my quarterbacks finally uh finally had a, a healthy practice yeah. There you go. All right. That's all that Ben needs. One, one take for uh, podcasting for Ben and one practice for his quarterbacks in fantasy football. He's good to go. <laughs> You're good to go. <laughs> By I the way, a... I know I'm the least uh, a practiced fantasy person here, so y'all don't mind me over here in the corner when I do something unorthodox or uh, unprotocolled. All right. Listen, so this is an unorthodox uh, yeah. format. <laughs> So I mean I think okay. you gotta come okay. out of left field with a few picks here. Like best right. ball, because you don't have to create your lineup, you don't have to make those like safety net picks. You know what I mean? Okay. Like you, you can go yeah. kind of wild and take someone who, you know, week four might be uh, like emerge instead of being great from week one. That's the kind of that's what I'm excited about doing with this best ball. I've never done something like this. Pretty excited. Yeah. That's something well, I, I will tonight. I, I went ahead and took Jamar Chase, so uh, I'm tied to Ben's success essentially here. Um, unless Joe Burrow goes down, I just—I've never had him on a team uh, in fantasy, to be honest. So I feel like uh, it's, this might be a good league to change that. And uh, not that I didn't like any of the quarterbacks, but I feel like I can get value um, later in the draft because of how uh, because it's only eight teams. Well, I mean, yeah. then you got to look at your position here, depending on what happens with billy and connor's picks like there's a good chance you're you're getting one of the upper echelon quarterbacks here unless they one of them doubles up um speaking yeah, of billy sure. I'm just... speaking of billy depending on who he picks here you know i might double up on the two elite guys left yeah i mean that's right at the turn by the way, if if we were uh if we were a real um if we were real enough, we would be uh we would be streaming this and we would be replaying the the um the ducks the duck race. Oh. <laughs> so, but, uh, but unfortunately, we're, we can we can only do the audio right now. But uh, what happened was the way the draft order was selected was this. Yeah, uh, give the play by play of all all the ducks and how oh, ridiculous <laughs> duck race that um each of us had a name. It was quite creative. That's a it's a tempting one to do with uh with my league mates in the future and some of my other fantasy leagues. Uh, but I might get uh in trouble for. For determining it that way so we'll see what happens but i i enjoyed it it was great made my friday 
Yeah, I really so wanted that. the third pick, and since it wasn't live, I could just do that draft of that race over and over till I got the. <laughs> So, that was probably like the 40th race or something. That's what I figured. So, in no, another, I'm kidding. In like over other weeks. One. Okay. And so Billy takes McCaffrey. And so I'm just going to double up on two elite quarterbacks here and, and take a consistent 48 points a week from those two. Yeah, probably. Until week 10. Yeah. Um, Speaking of the but the the duck race, we do a much more elaborate uh, yes. marble. It's called marbles on stream. I don't know if any of y'all has ever ever seen it used before, but it's like a long. You can pick any map, and everybody gets a marble for our dynasty. How we have it set up, it's a really interesting setup, uh, and I'm kind of proud of it. Me and my other commissioner Parker of the Two Peas on a Pod show um, are the commissioners of that league, and we kind of came up with this idea on our own. The people, the six, it's a 10 team league, four teams make playoff. The six teams who don't make the playoffs each go into a lottery for the, the first six draft positions. So whoever finished last doesn't necessarily get the first pick. They just get the best odds in the lottery. And the lottery is done via this marble game. Gosh. It's like if whoever's in first has like 50 marbles and whoever's in second, I don't know the exact numbers off my head, but it's fantastic. And uh, yeah, that's, it's, it's really fun. You know, me and my kids, I haven't seen that in particular, but me and my kids have watched many marble races, both real and virtual. It's yes. it's a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Growing so up exciting. I growing up I played those the the marble racing all the time. I yeah. liked having the uh what it well, so what am I they're like they're technically uh ball joints, but they're like the stainless steel yeah, marble. Yeah. Those yeah. Oh yeah. Those things go wicked fast. So I was always the steel <laughs> the steel ones and then my my, my little brother was always the the plastic ones from the Chinese checkers sets. So it would oh, be like yeah. pla plastics versus steels. And <laughs> you'd be surprised those plastic ones, they, they find a way to really find a way to win. Oh yeah. It's, wow. it's, okay. it's interesting. Were, right. were any of y'all as into uh, hot wheels as I was as a kid? Cause I had those hot wheels tracks yeah. and I would, yes. I would put marbles, cars, whatever I could find. If it would roll, it was going on a hot wheels track. Hundred percent. All right, no, I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence. Ah, oh, Brandon. I'm taking Trevor Lawrence because I'm a big fan of his potential this season, especially year two under Doug Peterson. I actually spent quite a bit of fab on him yesterday in my auction draft, and I signed him to a four-year contract this morning. So um, I need to Congrats. put my money where my mouth is, and uh, and uh, you know, get on the the Trevor Lawrence train, um, those luscious locks, uh, hopefully get me to the championship here. No, I, I don't hate that pick at all. I'm, I'm big on the Jacksonville offense as a whole this season. I think that he's just going to keep taking steps forward. And they just got a lot of sneaky, savvy vet players. Mm -hmm. And the, the, anybody can go off. Like even Jamal Agnew had his weeks last year, which is super yeah. crazy to think about that. He had an ounce of relevance in that offense. I mean, there were a few weeks where Evan Ingram was, what, a top three tight end? Yep. I mean, just. he. I, I feel like he was finally unlocked last year the best way possible. Yeah. Because he's been so hurt the past couple of years when he was in New York. He just, like, he's never had the perfect situation. He finally got the monkey off his back and got a healthy season under him. 
Yeah. Last time we saw him anywhere near that was uh what his rookie season. Yeah, probably. Yep. Fantastic rookie season. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Brandon takes Trevor Lawrence to go with Jamar Chase. That's a good pairing. My turn. I'm gonna go ahead. I've already got Joe Burrow. I'm gonna go ahead and add Tyreek Kill to the mix here. Um yeah. Speed Demon, love him. So I'll add a wide receiver. Oh, Benny, 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 Benny. Simon's Benny, on the Benny, board. Benny, Benny, Simon Benny. just keeps getting is, sniped. It looks like is this fourth pick, oh, really? Rover's pick in the entire in the entire draft. <laughs> is that what's going on, bro? You got um, Justin Jefferson. You're yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I have a hard on, time though. feeling sorry for you. <laughs> yeah, me too. Now it, you are in a per- very particular situation with quarterbacks yep. because I mean there was a quarterback run: Lamar, Herbert, yep. Fields, Lawrence, yeah, that all one off the tough. board four in that a row. Tough. So there's a bit of a drop off here and it depends. Like, do you reach now or do you like hope they keep falling? You got to kind of play the ADP game here. Which I don't is... think, I don't think this is a quarterback dead zone though. Like I, I don't think that's the case. I think there's enough value at that position. It's just knowing where to kind of push and pull those levers. Mm-hmm. But this is Simon. I... I'm, I'm not going to. I think I'm going to have to just lean all the way into what has been set up for me. And I am the non QB guy in the, uh, you know, super flex league. There's always one. I'm sure that's going to work out. That, that works out right. All the, all the time. Sometimes. Austin, how's it worked out for you in the past? 30%. We don't have to talk about that. (laughs) Um, But I am going to corner the market on tight ends. Yep. That's what I was going to say. Yep. If If I can't have, uh, if I can't have a quarterback, I guess I get a tight end. Uh, Good strategy. I'll and take the Travis Kelsey. I last year going or going into my home league draft this year, I got screwed in the quarterback draft in the previous year, and I was like, I'm not going to do that again. And I four went tight end two years in a row in that league, so I'm going to at least feel good about my tight end in this draft and take Travis Kelsey and not worry about it for the next 18, 14 weeks. That's, yep, I agree with that. I made that was the strategy that I took because I was in the um in the eleven twelve spot of a of this kind of like super flex format, not best ball, but similar at least. So I just took Travis Kelsey because I knew I could corner the tight end market with that because there was like a seven eight pick stretch where it was just QB 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 QB, and I was like jeepers, like there's so much QB, I couldn't believe it. But that I I like where you're setting yourself up. Yeah, I mean, I would have gone Kelsey there too if he if you would have passed up on him. I actually I took him in our twelve team redraft, our like I would consider it our home redraft league for me. Um, so a bunch of high school friends, Connor and Billy included, and uh, I took Kelsey with the seventh overall pick. He was my first round draft pick in that league, so I I definitely think he's worth it here when you get him. Um, I mean, obviously eight teams, but you know, late in the second round. So that leaves me with a pretty obvious choice here. I think Austin Eckler is kind of in that mm-hmm. same first upper tier with Christian McCaffrey for me. And so I'm able to get, um, a tier one running back in um, the second round. So I will absolutely take that. Yeah. I'd that take was the other guy I was considering there. I am slightly worried about, you know, uh, Kellen Moore 
yeah wanting to push the ball down the field a little bit more less of the checkdowns to Eckler but like you said for Kelsey at this point in the draft late second round to get the guy that's going to get a ton of work and still be on the ground and in the air Eckler is tremendous value here so I like that that's what I was curious about do y'all think that Kellen Moore kind of regresses uh his uh his run because he's been like this is the first year in fantasy he's been rated as high as he's been finishing the past couple of years and he's with an oc that might not be the best case scenario for him i'm just surprised that that hasn't been factored into the calculus of his adp and he's been getting drafted like the second running back in most drafts I think that it'll affect him a little bit. His workload will be a bit less than normal, but I don't think in the grand scheme, especially like if you're in a PPR, half PPR league, I mean, he's still going to get a lot of work in that because you got to think Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are both getting older. They might get banged up a little bit, miss a game here and there. They're going to have to lean on him heavy no matter what. Gosh, Ronan Ronan just taking a stack. Ronan just got the stack. Yeah, that's a good one. Damn. Uh, real quick on Eckler, last year of his contract, I do wonder, though, if they lean all the way into, man, let's just run him into the ground right now. Yeah. 28 years old last year, still mm-hmm. no number two running back we like. We'll slam him into every 300-pound lineman we need to and and see what happens for one more year. Yeah, that's that was kind of the narrative that I, I'm kind of seeing here is – he clearly doesn't want to be there anymore. This is the last year of his contract. I think he's going to try and play really well to earn a big contract. And I think it's not going to be in LA, at least not with the chargers. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm thinking he's going to get a pretty substantial workload. And then um, as you mentioned, the Allen dig stack is crazy. And, uh, and then the running back, tell, tell the running back real quick. So yeah, uh, after Diggs went uh, with to Ronan, uh, Robertson took Chubb and Henry. Now this is a half PPR league, so they aren't quite the values they would be in a standard league. But I mean, I still love those two picks. Fantastic, and uh, that gets Bijan back to Ronan. So Ronan's team's looking real nice. Quarterback, yeah. receiver, running back now. And uh, Bijan might catch a lot of passes. Yeah. Bijan will catch a lot of passes. That's going to happen. That's happening. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of sets with Algier in the backfield and Bijan in the slot. He's not as big as uh, some running backs are. So getting him out in space will be um, of the utmost importance. He's not some, yeah, he can do some pounding, but he's not your, you know, you don't want to ground and pound him into submission like you have other guys you can do that with and patterson and algier just get him the ball and see what he can do in space any way you can man so this is a tough spot for me because i've got a guy here who i absolutely adore in cooper cup this year but he just suffered a a setback on his hamstring injury and i just don't fuck with hamstring injuries Mm -mm. not with Uh, receivers no, it's it is a lingering issue. Old receivers, the li- yeah, thirty year old receivers especially. It's a lingering injury, and and this is what you're seeing now. It was something he dealt with earlier, and he just kind of tweaked it. And I got a feeling if he's back week one or week two, week five or week six is going to roll around. He's going to tweak it, and then he's going to miss another week, and then so on and so forth. So I think for that reason, I've got to skip over Cooper Cup here. 
which puts me in a situation where I can reach and grab one of these quarterbacks I like and grab my second quarterback. Or I can go for a different receiver, or I can just go ahead and grab another running back. Um, While you're thinking, to the Cooper Cup the quarterback, point, Austin. <laughs> to the Cooper Cup point, something that's interesting. The hamstring's on the opposite leg from the ankle injury last year, right? I don't know. Yes, I believe so. I think so. Something that is talked about a lot that I've heard on on other pods is the idea of overcompensating, right? So coming off of that, let's say it was the left ankle. I don't know for sure right now. You're overcompensating. You're trying to use your right leg more, and boom, that's when you start seeing foot, knee, ankle, hamstring, calf injuries to that other leg. Um, so that almost also, from a physicality standpoint, what Austin's saying, he's going to keep tweaking it. Yes, from a mentality standpoint, also, if he's favoring that leg, you wonder if the left side of his leg is just like he's still going to wonder if it's good or not. Now, is this me maybe trying to make everybody else skip it so I can take him in the next round? Possibly. Who knows? We'll just have to wait and find out. Yeah, I mean, if he fall, if he keeps falling, there's obviously going to be a point in which he's a value again. Um, I've got two guys who I'm stuck between. I've got a share of him, of both of these guys in another league. So if I didn't have shares of either one of them, I would probably go for the other just to say, you know, I have a a different guy to root for. Um, do I follow my brain or do I follow my heart here? Oh, your heart, Austin. (laughs) <laughs> okay. All right. I'm trusting you guys. There you go. There it is. Yep. You're looking at. I followed my heart. I went with Garrett Wilson. Uh, no, just kidding. It's good. My, good my favorite, my favorite receiver coming out of the draft last year. And I got him in our dynasty league and that's the other league I have him in. And I've been wanting to get him in redraft leagues, but he goes early. And I, if I wanted him, I had to get him there. So I did it. Yeah, he wouldn't I, even make it back to you. I was such a dip last year and I traded I traded him in Dynasty because his first couple of weeks were so unproductive. And I had signed him to a two-year deal. And the only thing I got to show for it was um an additional third round pick, I believe, because mm-hmm. I was gonna try to be the Danny Ainge of my draft and just accumulate as many picks as possible. <laughs> it was not necessarily the best strategy. Um, I feel I feel terrible for doing it. Um, yeah, there's a shoulda woulda coulda in in that story there. So, yeah, hold on to your rookies. Don't just don't just cut them because they haven't produced the first five weeks of the season. They give them time to develop. Exactly. Yep. All right. Brandon's mentioning rookies. Austin is mentioning reaching. And I'm going to go for both right here by a long shot because I yes. spiritually need this player on my team. And because spirit animal. I need a quarterback and I think oh. that everybody else can risk what they're going to do at their quarterback too. Someone's going to take this guy before four or five. So Her I need cousins. to do this now if I'm going to do this. Yeah, Kirk Cousin. <laughs> there it is. Yep. I have I have to I need somebody nice. with the rushing upside. I am all in on Anthony Richardson this season. I'm gonna take him here. I know it's early. I know it could be egg on my face, but guess what? At this point, 
without a quarterback in this sort of league, I need to swing big anyways. See, Simon, uh, this is this is what I love about this format because in this format, this isn't a bad pick. Because right, if, yeah. if you have a bad week from him, it doesn't matter. He's not. He just won't be in the lineup. So that's yeah, that's true. I keep forgetting that part. So I don't think this is a bad, a little bit of a reach maybe, but I don't think it's bad. Like I, and again, he's I I am ninety percent sure he would have been taken in the next eight picks just because everyone else has a true QB one they feel good about. So like, hey, let's let's take a swing here. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm if I walked out of here without those top what. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys and Richardson. I would have hated myself. Yeah. Somewhere Chris Ballard is Apollonie New. <laughs> me, you know, he called me right before that press conference. I, I think I helped him out a lot. I think it really worked out for everybody. Yeah. Um so you guys might not, you know, hear from me. I might I might be big time here in a minute because that thing went really, really well. He got a lot of good uh press on Twitter. Yes, agreed. All right, so um, Simon now has um, Justin Jefferson, Travis Kelsey, and Richardson. Um, I'm ready to make my pick, but I wanted to ask a couple of questions just about everybody tonight, if y'all don't mind. Yeah. Um, number one's an ignorant question: um, Is everybody actually on? Is everybody actually drafting for themselves tonight, or is there any computer work going on as uh, far as the guys that aren't on audio? They're all uh, doing their own drafting. Okay. Okay, I have awesome. uh, I have an AI. Uh, <laughs> I knew um, somebody was going to say it. <laughs> yeah, Brandon wrote a script because you know he's yeah. that good. Uh, yeah. Pulled out the old Python, just coded away. You know me. <laughs> also, I'm curious. I see a lot of us drinking, so I wonder what everybody's drinking tonight. A little Coors Latte. Okay. Yeah. Simon M- Miller Miller, as always. And by the way, I'm I'm due for one, so I'll be back. Drinking lemon water. Okay, I'm drinking the superior light beer, Michelob Ultra. Brandon, you said you had water. Hang on, I'm lemon water. I did. I did have. I did have a a micro brew earlier, though. Um, We were at the. uh, We have this place near us called the Pizza Farm. It's it's literally a place that uh, they. It's a farm, and everybody kind of comes, hangs out, listens. They grow pizza. What's no, it's a farm, and they have like pizza ovens, and it's like a whole okay. like venue, and it, you know they don't have like chairs and tables, so you have to bring your own chairs and stuff. It's a it's a good time. So I had a, I think it was called a mini mini Wisconsin or something like that. It's one of the local breweries, um, in the area that I live in, the River Valley between Minnesota and Wisconsin. So it was good. It was a little lager, nothing too crazy. All right. Well, I'm drinking Gatorade tonight. I feel like, uh, you know how sometimes on a little boys baseball team, you mentioned the bathroom and everybody goes to the bathroom. Yeah. I mentioned drinks and everybody went to go and get a beer. <laughs> so, you know, it's Friday night. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm ready to make my pick. Um, I, I'm going to add a second wide receiver. So I've already got Burrow and, and Hill. I'm going to go ahead and add a second wide receiver. I'm going to pick up AJ Brown from the Eagles and that'll be my third pick for the night. Hmm. Not too shabby. Another another guy who I think will thrive in this yeah. um best ball format. Absolutely. So I'm I think that based on where things are, I'm gonna take 
uh, and not just because he's next up, but I'm, I'm going to take Saquon Barkley. I love the Giants this year, and I needed a running back anyway, so um, he kind of fits where the board was falling for me at least, and uh, I think I got him for a good value in the third round of a eight-team league. Come on, Bill. Connor's out here getting help. Yeah, you know, I got the draft support in the room. I was about to say, how big is your war room right now, man? Look, you know, I don't want to divulge all the secrets, okay? There's a group of about 17 men here. Look, I've got got a whole (laughs) station set up in my my little office room. They've all got computers. They're getting me all the stats. There's about 48 Google Sheets and an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. The only thing, the the only thing wrong with this See, is you're not the doing The problem is you're things. not using smart sheets. So that's where you're wrong. No, I hate <laughs> smart sheets. I hate smart sheets too. We have too many of them at work. Yep. No, no, that's too good of an idea. I either not want this to be the Cowboys <laughs> and you guys all sitting around one big boardroom table or I want yep. this to be was it the Colts or the Titans where everybody was just standing menacingly along the wall with their arms <laughs> crossed? We need one of those two things. So I need you to figure that out before your next pick. Yeah, we need that visual, please. Thanks, so sir. you could zoom out in your room and show and everyone that star after your or pick. just a, that yes. awkward group of people on the wall there. That- it's, it's only the one guy. I do have something on my wall, though. It's the, uh, you know, the Tricky Takes Neon sign. Whoa. Oh, wow. Where's the yeah. merch store, man? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, podcast must be doing well. Congrats, guys. <laughs> no, I just have a lot of money to blow since I'm single and live alone. So there you go. <laughs> so there you nobody go. can tell me what I can and can't <laughs> spend my money on. See, I got see, I got one of those signs, except it was from an old bar and it just said Milwaukee's best on it. So that's nice. You're doing way better than me. I've I've also got my own uh, tricky takes blue neon sign, but uh, the room setup is is not finished yet. So once that room set up, I've got it in front of me right now, so you can't see it on cam. Yeah, is it smaller than Connor's? Is that why you're not showing us? No, I, I've seen both. No, of Simon, huh? it's bigger. That's why he's yeah. not going to show. Austin's is definitely bigger. <laughs> oh God, well mine has more girth. I would say, but like I don't know. <laughs> Length to Austin, I mean. It's not about size, though. All right, who's Look, pick is Austin's it? is so bright, it will literally blind him. Mine is bright <laughs> as hell, yeah. Um, Billy's directly uh, I texted it. him. Yeah, I did, Billy? too. Come, Come on, Bill. Bill. Turn on the on. auto. Come on. Come on, Bill. I want to see who I'm about to get these two guys at the turn. Anybody want to make a guess who is going to pick? While we're while we're waiting, uh, probably um, Cooper Well, I wouldn't be surprised if he grabbed Deshaun Watson as the Browns fan he is. Okay. Um, I bet he could. I mean, Cooper Cup might be the value pick at this place. Um, well, he's getting ready to auto draft Cooper Cup, so that's true. Which I won't be mad about at all. Cooper Cup. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, right before Tony Pollard. Not before. So right. an auto draft. I, I have another fantasy related question because we All got right. three like true fantasy heads here. I've been saying this to Ben on the Statue podcast. I've been saying this on the Time Short podcast. Thinking about the on the field on Sundays football aspect of the Dallas Cowboys and Tony Pollard. 
Are we not worried about the fact that he broke his leg eight months ago? Mike no, are we Mike, not, I mean, not Jerry Jones it? and Mike McCarthy sure think everything's funky dory, but I mean, I, I, well, Jerry I Jones point, also thinks if you speed yeah, 30 miles an hour less, you're, you're good to I, go. So. I, I point, I point to the, the team up in Baltimore to see how that that's worst case scenario, I think. And it's not far fetched. So I think they should think about that. Like, do they want a JK Dobbins situation or do they want like, Tony Pollard back because those are I think those are things to consider and I don't think they did a good job getting another like actual talent in the backfield this offseason to help complement him right and I think yep. that could really be the demise it worst case scenario I don't want that to happen because he's an incredible talent to watch you know great great line but yeah I, I think there's uh there's a chance that this goes uh, sideways especially with the way McCarthy's been talking like yeah we want to be a ground and pound team we want to dominate time of possession because we're going to win our games through our defense I just think that's so stupid like the Kansas City Chiefs tell <laughs> that to them like yeah. no sorry that's just my take on it though Ben's chuckling because that's what I've been saying since yes. uh, you know March like okay this could be the team Austin that trades up for John Robinson this could be the team that goes out and trades for Austin Eckler this could be the team Josh Jacobs but and no, nothing. So oh, like, yeah, who had Pollard. that? Who called that? I did. Good job. Good the, job. Billy got right. back with 15 seconds on the clock uh, and picked Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Browns Homer. I mean, I, I figured that was coming. How so, are you guys? How are you guys feeling about the Browns this year? I'm excited. I think we got a damn good team coming into the year. The phrase I I throw around is cautious optimism. Yeah. Well, yes, I think, but Browns fans really aren't able to be cautious at all. <laughs> We're just pure optimists. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, no we drink. Game. We drink straight from the Kool Aid. All right, like we're we're talking about. <laughs> Y'all are just so, snorting right. lines of the Kool Aid powder. You're not even mixing it with the water. You're yeah, right. Was, like we don't even let it get that far. I was about to say, yeah, water's pretty bad in Cleveland. I wouldn't want to mix that with any Kool Aid. So. <laughs> So I'm in an interesting spot here where I've already got two elite quarterbacks in Lamar and Jay Herb. And now I've got a lot of people in this upcoming little spot where I can go twice that I like. Mm-hmm. I know I definitely want CD here because I know he's going to get a ton of work. But now this is where it kind of gets – do I want to just wait and shove on – the running backs, do I want to reach and take one that I know I'm going to really like and be happy with? Do I want to pair someone with one of my quarterbacks? Yeah. That's where I'm kind of going back and forth on it. Jonathan Taylor, yeah. No, he's he's not the one I'm talking about. <laughs> Staying as far away from him as I can. Yeah, I don't want to nice touch him. About waiting to do the draft is we know what's you know up, up with Jonathan Taylor. We – did our redraft league that I had referenced earlier where I, I grabbed Kelsey. We did that draft before the news had broke that, you know, Jonathan Taylor was going to be on the, the pup for the first four weeks. So Man, um, I avoided tough. him just with a, the feeling that it might happen, but yeah, someone took him and it's rough. Do it. So I'm going to do a slight reach for a guy that I've got a lot of faith in just that way. I'm not completely in the wind at running back. But I'm taking Josh Jacobs. I think he's got top five upside again this year. 
uh, even, you know, potentially as high as top three, because I don't think that uh, Raiders passing attack with Jimmy G is going to be all that great. So I think they're going to have to lean on him heavy, just like they did last season. Yeah, they're going to have to play like kind of the short game too with, yeah. with him and with him and Adams. So um, they don't, I mean, yeah, I, you just got to hope that Jimmy G can outperform whatever McDaniels is going to put out there on Sundays because that's that's ultimately what's going to have to happen for them. Hey, Aiden O'Connell might end up being the rookie of the year. He very well could. He looked really good in preseason. He was a guy that I was way He's a gamer. He was one of those guys that, like, when I watched his tape, I was just floored by, like, why is this guy not talked about at all on the national stage? And I, I actually had him as my quarterback five or six. I, I kind of flip-flopped him uh, between the five and the six spot. I can't remember where. Have you watched him against the Badgers? I don't know if that's – I watched like – It's pretty bad. It's, I watched it's like pretty three bad. Or four games of everybody. Every game, every game he's played against Wisconsin, he's it's been like his worst game ever <clears throat> for some weird reason. Outside of that, he's been incredible. But if you look at his – stats against wisconsin it's like completely day for whatever reason i don't know what it is but some yeah. good defenders coming out of wisconsin that's what it is yep yeah that, i mean maybe yeah something like that they've produced a couple of starters in the nfl the past you know since aiden o'connell's been in college well back-to-back uh raiders to start the fourth round jacobs mm. goner obviously and then Devonte to billy so uh brandon you're on the clock again I know. I wanted. I wanted Adams there too. Um, Adams to is who I was trying to choose between. Yeah. With Garrett Wilson. Um, by the way. Well, I think you know, similar to what what you did, Austin. I'm gonna take a little bit of a reach here too, um, and get the other uh, Ohio State receiver that's in New Orleans and uh, get Olave off the board. I like yeah. his upside this year. I'm a little bit nervous about uh, the tandem of Carr and Dennis Allen, as I've kind of mentioned to some of you before. They didn't do too great together in Oakland, but, you know, it's been a while since they've been together, so maybe there's been some maturation throughout their careers. Maybe maybe they're better than what they were when they were together in Oakland. I mean, they did sustain Amari Cooper as a wide receiver one then, right? Didn't they? Sort of, but he, it's not like Amari Cooper was doing all that great with them either. That, like, that's the thing. We didn't see Amari Cooper be successful until he ended up in Dallas. Well, it was always that extreme. Um, yeah, he had the upswings. Yeah. But it was crazy weeks. It was just so, ebbs and flows. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he really didn't find that consistent consistency until he got to Dallas. But yeah, yeah I think he, I mean, I think he can be a wide receiver one this year, potentially. Easily. Not an eight team. All right. But. Yeah, no, no. That's, <laughs> not going to be top eight, but he could be like top 12. Yep. I mean, we could get surprised, but yeah, I mean, so. that would be, I'm not holding my breath. All right. My turn to pick. I This is unorthodox. I know it's a reach. I know, but. This is guy I want, so I'm gonna go ahead and get him. Okay, um, I'm gonna pick up another wide receiver, Jalen Waddle, Miami Dolphins. That'll be my fourth pick. Yeah, that's not a reach at all. That's yeah, especially in a best ball league, that is not a reach at all. Yeah, because right, we'll you'll, you'll get the best of whoever is the top receiver in Miami week in and week out. Okay, all right. 
Well, yeah, like right. a, oh, you got Tyreek too. Oh, yeah, the Tyreek right. Waddle stack. Like, there's yeah. gonna be, there gonna be weeks both. you get both of them, and they're both yeah. gonna but, go. But okay. one week or the other. I mean, because one of them scoring a touchdown every single week, at, at least. least, yeah. And and not having to choose which one you think it's gonna be in, in this best ball format. I, I mean, I I think that's great. I love that. That's a great pick. And obviously, there's a trade off because I still don't have tight end. I still don't have running back, right? But yeah, I'm missing running, running back is off, so. interesting. But I think if you're going to commit to it, you got to commit to it. And yeah, uh, right. Okay. And again, in eight team, there's some, there's some running backs you can either wait a long time on and still get pretty solid. Or honestly, there's still some decent ones that are on the board. Um, but I'm going to go wide receiver as well with this next pick. I was very happy when. Once uh, Billy's pick was up, because I had four receivers I really liked here. Um, I was very happy when Brandon took the guy he took, because I like Alave, but I wanted this guy in this group here. And I'm going to take Amon Ross St. Brown from Detroit. Um, I don't know. I've said this on on pods before. I don't know if I fully trust Goff to be what he was last year and that Lions offense to be top five again. But they're at least going to be top ten. And Amon Ra is going to be a, a large part of the reason why. So I'm very happy to get him here as my wide receiver, too. Well, even that, you've got J-Mo suspended for the first six weeks of this year. So, I mean, he's going to be the, the number one guy without Hawkinson there, without Swift and Jamal Williams there anymore. Like, he is the guy in Detroit. And and Char- wait, was was Chark on that squad last year, too? Yep. No, he was... He- he, he came on late in the year because he, okay. he came in and then he yeah. you know did the DJ he's thing. Because he's in Carolina too weeks. now, so yeah. Also hurt again, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I think when I was on a few weeks ago and I, I I did the mock with you guys, I took Chark with like one of the last two picks because yeah. I was like, this is always a waiver wire ad like mid season and yeah, he start already. So that's right, a good that that's good for Mingo then, right? Yeah, Mingo. I mean, to me, I think it'll take him a couple of weeks, but he yeah. might be a solid flex by the end of the year. He's I in my, say. he's on my rookie squad right now. I haven't upgraded him to the active roster. You should take yet. him next round. No, <laughs> I'm not talking about dynasty, but maybe. maybe. I think you, 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 you never know, Simon. Maybe I will. The smugness <laughs> with that, with that response. I, I think he is. Mingo ends the year as like a low end wide receiver two, upper end wide receiver three type deal. I'm going to take Mingo next now just for that. So, um, do it. I took Tony Pollard here and uh he broke re- his leg. I'm really glad he fell to me. I I'm really, I'm really high on Tony Pollard. Darren Chopper. I said it on the podcast a few weeks ago at this point that I think he has like if in terms of odds of finishing as the running back one in fantasy, I think he's probably got the third or fourth best odds to me. Uh, not that I don't think he's going to finish third or fourth, but I I think the the chance of him just going absolutely nuclear this year are higher than most other players. And obviously, I think you got McCaffrey and Eckler, who are definitely the top two guys in odds to finish number one overall. But I mean, after that, I think the the situation is just so good for Pollard. He easily could finish as as or could have the third best odds to be the the first wow. overall pick if you kind of get what I'm getting at there. Shout out to Jersey Shore situation. <laughs> Cooper Cup finally goes. Cooper Cup to I was gonna take Ronan. Cooper next. I was gonna take Cooper next. Uh, Ronan couldn't resist. 
if he had if he had gotten back to me, I would have taken him. I think you have to at that point. Like oh, middle this is the, the right fifth. spot. Yep. Yeah. Kirk Cousins. Uh Robertson just forgoing receiver completely. Five rounds in, no receivers, and he's got a long way till his sixth round pick. Um Kirk Cousins there uh, is is a bit of an interesting pick, but I mean, not a bad quarterback, too. I just think there's better options, personally. He just wanted to have the cast from the Netflix show series. Yes. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. oh, cool. Ooh, there it is. Um, but I do love the Mark Andrews pick that he did um, Yeah, right there. I was mm-hmm. also looking at Mark Andrews uh, to be with this. Yeah, next I, I was considering pairing him up with Lamar and just dominating through that combo because Mark Andrews is wide receiver one on that team. I don't care if you like Zay Flowers. He's going to be the number one target. He's going to get the most targets on that team. Like Zay is going to be number two, but Mark Andrews is still number one. Yeah. Uh, we we've lauded the the Todd Monken. Lauded is that the right word? We we've been excited for the Todd Monken uh, addition, right? And what it's going to do? It's going to open up the offense in Baltimore. But what did the Georgia offense do, right? It still likes it still likes its tight ends, man. So yeah. Mark Andrews is, isn't going anywhere. This is another one of those situations where um I feel like I have to go one way due to the nature of the draft and the format of this league, but there's just a guy I love so much, and I would feel very confident with him as uh, on my team. Don't want to give away who I'm thinking of uh, exactly. Just in case I trade up for the pick, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm. Connor's AGM there, just poking yeah, his head and look. checking in. You've got to have the, the, the owner. Other... No, the owner over your shoulder. That's what's going on. <laughs> okay. He bankrolls the operation. I'm just <laughs> he trusts me to make the picks, you know? Okay. I'm I'm going with it. You gotta, See, gotta take Jack that. here. I think he's already paying me. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing I mean looking ahead at the ADP game, there are four people ahead of me. Uh, or three people ahead of me who don't have a, a quarterback two yet. And I know uh, there's going to be a quarterback run coming up soon. And I feel like I just had to go out ahead of it. I didn't want to get stuck, you know, with like Jared Goff or Russell Wilson as my quarterback two when I could get Dak Prescott. So I had to go back there. There's a little quarterback <laughs> run that just happened before you too. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. The The quarterback run is, is currently happening and, but I mean, Kirk and Aaron, I have Dak uh, ahead of both Kirk and Aaron in my quarterback rankings, so I'm I'm very glad they both took yeah, those. Two. I wouldn't call that Kirk Aaron thing a quarterback run, but you well, taking third third quarterback, yeah. that's the quarterback run now for sure. Yeah, yeah it is. Simon, what does oh, your Austin. board say? Um, <laughs> we lit the board on fire. The board's fire. <laughs> You know the you know the throwing out where where they water uh the guy comes up with the idea in the boardroom they throw him out the window I we we just did that with (laughs) with the the intern the the advanced scout that said that Dak would be available here we threw him out the window he's he's gone Um, (laughs) you fired 
This is real tough. This is real tough, guys. I'm I'm scrolling down the quarterback list here. There's I just want to say there's something brewing up in the next few picks at some point that I think could, would be absolutely devious if it were to happen. I'm not I'm not I don't want to spoil, but I'll let you know when it ha- if and when it happens. I have no idea what you're talking about. I have zero clue <laughs> why you could what you're even saying. There's right now. there's someone is preparing to cook. Oh no, I see. No, I do know what you're saying. I do know what you're saying. Yeah. I think he see I think he knows what I'm saying, everybody. I do I do know what yeah, I, I know what you're I know what you're saying. And Simon's see, still wanna... struggling to get past the Prescott pick. Yeah. Cause see, I was really <laughs> willing to just fall into the I'm just supporting my takes with this draft, and so many people that I podcast with are anti Dak Prescott, and mm. I was ready to dive in on that. But I also now kind of just want to make the pick that I know you're talking about to prove I know what you're talking about. I'm not um, anti Dak Prescott for fantasy football. I'm just anti Dak Prescott as my franchise quarterback. Yeah, no, right. I, I'm right there yeah. with you, Brandon. All right, conceded, Brandon. I'm not talking about you. Jeez. <laughs> Things about you. Man. Um, Obviously, I'm talking about the Jonathan Taylor, Anthony Richardson stack, Simon. Yes. Listen, man. <laughs> Gotta wait around. Gotta wait around. Wait for him to come back. It's too late for anybody to stop that one now. All right, I I have to do it. I have to do it more just for the content. Jonathan um, Taylor. Tua. Yeah. Simon was picking up what I was putting down. Tua non. Whenever you set something up, whether it's on your pod or you've come on mine and talked, I'm like, I, I think I know what he's talking about. So we're 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 starting to get there. Austin. Yeah, we've got a little, little bit of a wavelength. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about here. You're um, smelling what each other are stepping in. Yes. Simon, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and explain why that's you could the say pick. that. Uh so I took Tua Tugabailoa of uh, the Miami Dolphins quarterback, um, also famed jujitsu uh uh novice learner. Uh and Ben Parker is picking right. next, who has no, already cool. picked up Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. So obviously uh Austin was hypothesizing that Ben could be looking at a Tua pickup as his second quarterback to go for the ultimate stack here. Personally, I don't I don't love Tua on the field. I think there's a lot that he leaves to be desired. And I'm worried about the injuries. I try not to anticipate injuries for a guy that's going into the year healthy because you could hypothesize anybody to get hurt. But to right. a, does feel like an especially risky play. But at the same time, in a best ball format, if I'm really worried <laughs> and if I can pull off getting a decent third quarterback here, I don't have to worry about that so much week to week. So we'll see what happens because if yeah. I'm expecting and we're expecting Tyreek and Jalen Waddle to both have statistically great seasons, Tua is on the other end of that and should be able to buoy me through this season here. So. That's the pick. That's where we're at. So much of quarterback performance, too, is the weapons that they have. And Tua has probably like best. the best weapon room. And they just signed they just signed their fullback. So they want to protect him back there. So he's they are they are still trying to do what they can to keep Tua in one piece. But uh, man, 
he's one injury away from uh from the Mike White experience, which honestly, I'm I'm down for Miami Mike. He he would be fun in that offense. Miami You're Mike would I should be hand, time. hand handcuff my my quarterback to it with Mike in the next pick. Would not be the worst idea. <laughs> probably not with how scrambled to his brain probably is currently. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. It's gonna then what you in next press conference like Ryan Clark. Yeah, I I've got my pick ready, but before I do it, I, I do want to talk about the quarterback thing here because it has been interesting. I think we all we all kind of had an idea, as everybody does, how they think a draft might go. And then you kind of prepare yourself for knowing that, hey, these aren't computers. These are people, and people are difficult to predict sometimes. So I didn't really expect this quarterback run to happen this early, but I think we all knew it might if, you know, all it takes is one person. But, you know, um, and I think, uh, Connor, was it you that took the back-to-back quarterbacks, Jackson and Herbert? Yeah. Is that yep. right? Yeah, so that kind of set the table. And then – um is it Billy that took uh, Fields and Watson back-to-back? And now everybody – all it took was one person at the start of this round, and that was Robertson. So when he took Kirk Cousins and Ronan takes Rodgers, now, boom. I mean, the <laughs> trap is shut, right? So mm-hmm. instantly what I thought was, darn it, I didn't really want to take that Prescott here, but if he's sitting there, I'm going to take him. And obviously Simon was thinking the same thing, and then, you know, Austin, of course, beat us to up. that. So I know, I know. So – uh you know, and now we have four quarterbacks in a row. I'm actually – I'm not going to go quarterback here because there's only, I think, what, one other guy that needs a second quarterback now. So, yeah, um, I'm not going to worry about it at this point. I'm going to go somewhere else. But um, Ben, you do have to think about the third quarterback because in this format, it does benefit yep. to have a third quarterback okay. because you're going to get the best two out of the three. And so you do have to consider that. But, um, I mean – most people are going to be taking like you know the flyers later on, but right. depends. I mean, people are different. People are going to have different strategies. Yeah, always. And mine's going to be unorthodox here, but I'm going to go ahead and make it. I'm down the two. I was down the two people. I'm going to go ahead and go with what I was going to go with in the first place um, before this quarterback thing hit, and that's going to be Devonte Smith from the Eagles, another wide receiver, fourth wide receiver. Okay. Man, just foregoing running backs altogether. So far. The way it should be, baby. The way it should be. The way God intended. Way to go. <laughs> Don't draft Jim running Ursay. back in the middle round. Simon taught me that. Of course, he was talking about the real draft and not fantasy. But yeah. Yeah. Ben, yeah. ben Jim, Ursay, Parker right here. <laughs> we could all be dead tomorrow, and they could be out of the league. Who yes. You know, I've never yes. seen Ben and, and Jim Ursay in the same room. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking DK. Brandon there it is. Yeah. Us back to some Calculated. Reason. Yeah. No other, no other words from Brandon either. Just pure intent. That's it. JSN's hurt. JSN is hurt. He's not going to be playing for a couple of weeks. I think that's yeah. going to be really good for Metcalf. It is. I think Gino is still good. All right, depending on who Billy takes here, I've got my strategy already in place. I'm pretty daggum happy about it. Daggum it. Daggum. Bobby Belton. Daggum self. Daggum it. Connor, the one thing I like about your strategy of just doubling up on quarterback early and often, just boom, boom off the board, is you don't really have to worry about taking a flyer until 
the very last round. Yeah, I, I can wait a long time and still be very, very comfortable. All right, so Billy did not mess up my strategy at all. He just took Calvin Ridley, someone that I, I'm super, you know, stoked on, very high on him this season. But uh, I'm just going to go up and get uh, someone who would be a wide receiver one on many teams here, and that's T. Higgins. And then go with a guy at the running back room that I think is going to have an amazing season. Wearing the Bama t-shirt. No, no. Give me the rookie oh, Jameer oh. Gibbs, boys. That's what I was going to say. Let's go. Flesh Don't the shirt. Give me that. When we you said we represent. For some reason, when you said the Bama shirt, I was thinking Najee Harris is where you're going to go. No, I'm not big on the Steelers. As a Browns fan, I'm bum. off on the Steelers. It's a bum franchise. <laughs> Good thing Simon's <laughs> not in this chair bottom, right now. Bottom of the <laughs> AFC North this year, you know. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll say it all again whenever he gets back. <laughs> oh, thank Con- you, guys. Connor. Connor, chats. are we gonna are we gonna do a are we gonna do a Tuscaloosa? Hey, listen, Madison, I heard everything you said. Holman Hall. <laughs> <laughs> the AirPods in. Yeah, well, I stand by everything I said, Simon. Listen, Connor, I've liked you to this point. We haven't had this conversation, but we've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> But Listen, why can't y'all be like Brandon and I? We get along because the AFC North hates each other because more than it hates anybody else. The reason we get along is because you're not a true Minnesotan. If you were up true. here, if you were up here in the Great North, you would you would have your qualms with me. My my both my bosses are Vikings fans, and I swear they make up this rivalry in their head, and they think it's bigger <laughs> than it actually is, and they don't realize the rivalry is with the Bears. The yeah. Packers and the Bears is the yeah. rivalry because of the yeah. history. The Minnesota was kind of an expansion team, like honestly. It's have y'all have any of y'all been watching the documentary on I think it's SB Nation, I believe, uh, on the Vikings? I, I mean, none of y'all are Vikings fans, but it's a really uh, weird thing. Listen, it's I don't know if any y'all know. Who, <laughs> I don't know if any y'all know who John Boys is. He's one of the sports YouTube goats, in my opinion. And he does amazing work. He has done series on the Mariners that I think is unbelievable. He did one on the Falcons that I really enjoyed. Uh, and now is he's it's doing... just like historical background. Yeah. It, I mean, it yes. takes place. It I like starts, that stuff. It starts back in the 60s. Yeah. yeah. And maybe even the 50s, whatever the the first you know season of the, the Vikings franchise, it starts there and it just works its way forward. And it, uh, he just finished the episode about the nineties. It's a really great series, but there it's long. It's like three hours of content up to this point. Oh, he's only halfway boy. through. Wow. It's one of those I things mean, I just kind of put on the background at work. Yeah. That's what I must say. That's like, that sounds like a, I have a big project or report to build. So I need some background noise to keep me focused. Yeah. Look, see, I don't know about y'all, but I've also got the, the game film going on here. My uh, my owner put it on for me, so that's good. Nice. Yeah. You're you're really at a deficit. That I'm watching. Like I'm I'm looking at the college football stats right now. Oh yeah, I've, I've got the college games up on the other TV. Yeah, like I said, all it's, the TVs are going, all the Excel spreadsheets, all the smart sheets, whatever you need, we got it around here. Yeah, that tough day to tough, organization. Tough day to be a uh, homecoming for uh, Jeff Brom in Louisville. That's that's what I'm getting from the game so far. I got 50 bucks on Louisville and it's not going well. Yeah, that is 
That is, uh, yeah, that's not looking great. Yeah, well, got, Billy took uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, I was thinking about it, but I don't like him as much after the Zeke trade. I think that Zeke is going to vulture some touchdowns, uh, very similar to what he saw last year on his dynasty team with Jamal Williams taking everything from uh, DeAndre Swift. Yeah, but I mean, look what he did with Tony, the Tony Pollard situation, and Tony Pollard still finishes running back eight. I think you know running back. 10 to 12 is is a reasonable finish for Ramondre here. So I think it's oh yeah. I think it's and about Zeke is making way less now for the Patriots than he was for Dallas. So I think that factors in as yeah, well. Yeah, he got him. I think Ramondre was just the 10th uh, running back off the board. So that's about where I think his value is. I think it's a, a solid pick. I think Jameer, I'm gonna go with wonder... uh, Etienne. I mean Jameer is better, that's what matters. <laughs> I do wonder for Stevenson versus Elliott, though, how short that leash will be. Because we've seen the Stevenson yeah. leash be short in years past, yep. especially with fumbles, fumble especially issues. in short yardage situations. So how quickly does Zeke just become the full-time goal line back? You know, and yeah. that's, the, that's the only part I'm worried about for Stevenson. That, that is the concern. I think you're right about that. That's the most overrated player in the league, by the way. All right, guys. I think I'm gonna dip out. I gotta do. I gotta do bedtime with uh, the baby girl, and uh, I'll do this draft from from the from the mobile app. So you all enjoy it, and uh, look forward to hearing and seeing the rest of the results. All right. Yeah. Good, Brandon. Thanks for joining, Thank you, Brandon. Yep, no problem. Enjoy the weekend, guys. You too. You too. Yeah. See you. Thank God that Packers fan's gone. Sheesh. Yeah, God. <laughs> Gotta imagine. Tensions, tensions imagine rising. getting three what. franchise quarterbacks potentially in a row <laughs> with zero breaks. How do y'all feel about Jordan Love this season? I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm I mean, scared. I'm not a Packers fan, so I'm not nervous, but or if, or another NFC North fan, so I'm not nervous. I'm terrified. Um, yeah, I know Austin is going to be punching brick walls if Jordan Love ends up being good. I think he will be. I don't. I don't necessarily know how good, but I think he will be good. Yeah. I mean, funny. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. I've only had to watch one uh, for most of my life where I'm actually aware of what's going on. Yeah. Other than compared to somebody else on the Zoom call, so that's Uh-oh. tough. Um, real bummer. And you mean boomer. Boomer. <laughs> um, no, I mean uh, Ben just had had a really nice pick. George Kittle getting a top tier tight end is a is a really solid strategy. Um, that we don't have to like because some people, myself included, are probably just going to take like three tight ends super late and just hope one of them has a good week every once in a while. Yeah, that's definitely the strat. Uh, you know what? I'm going to do this. I didn't think I was going to do this in any drafts this year. And Connor might have won this battle, egging me on a little bit with the uh, AFC North rivalry. But I'm going to go ahead and take Najee Harris, baby. Uh, (laughs) Listen, I do think the Steelers offense is going to be better than it was last season. Um, And I know the national and fantasy media right now is very high on Jalen Warren, which I am too. I, I And I do think Warren's going to eat more into Harris's snaps than he did last year. Warren became the third down back last year. And I think this year he's going to straight up get, whether it's 
every one to one series to Najee's two. Uh, but I think Najee's still going to be that like kind of go-to guy and, and the goal line guy for sure. He still gets work out of the backfield. Um, so Najee here, when I don't have a running back yet, especially, is going to be the pick. I was really high on Najee to start the uh, like kind of preseason-ish. And it's just uh, the preseason has not done him any favors for me simply because the the usage I'm seeing out of Jalen Warren. But I do think the offense. Also, also just remember, Najee came into last season with an injury, mm-hmm. uh, injury on the first day of padded practices last year. So they were just super cautious with him all preseason, all training camp. I, they want him to be healthy because they they do want to work him. Like I said, Warren is going to be in a lot, but I, I think a lot of what we saw in preseason was more just keeping Harris healthy versus it being like a 50-50 split. Yeah, I mean, and if if that's the case, I think Najee's going to return great value because I, I just think the offense as a whole for the Steelers is going to be um, a several bumps up from what it was last year. And uh, I think if he's if he's the, the guy – which I think he were is likely going to get somewhere on like a sixty percent, you know, volume yeah. share. But if he's closer to that, like, uh, you know, sixty five seventy percent volume, I think you know he is a RB one in fantasy this year. Percent. I took my favorite RB or sorry, my favorite wide receiver two in fantasy football this year, and uh, Amari Cooper. He's uh my wide receiver two in a lot of my leagues, and yeah, I mean it just super steady guy that's gonna just be nice so he'll be in i think he'll end up being my wide receiver too or flex a lot of weeks simply just because he's kind of gonna put up pretty consistent points i think he's gonna be a top 15 fantasy guy this year yeah uh i've got him at 16 so i'm right there with you like he's just gonna be so such a consistent target for deshaun especially as he's kind of getting back into the swing of things like for a full season. And he's also just the best receiver we've got on that team. I mean, by a large margin. I I do think the receiver room is pretty talented though. Jonathan people. He's gotten a lot, but like we've made a lot of improvements there, especially bringing in like Elijah Moore. I still love DPJ as a wide receiver two or three on the team. And then David Njoku, I know Austin, you and I have talked about him a lot on our pod. Mm-hmm. I mean, just great options all the way around. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a really talented room, and and a Cooper, a Mark Cooper, just kind of stands out above everybody else in that talented right. wide receiver, uh, you know, receiving core. So, uh, yeah, I, that's kind of where where I'm at on the Browns and Amari Cooper specifically. These guys aren't going to be a play in fantasy at all, but just from a a. a in-game real NFL standpoint Austin as a as a big wide receiver guy and Connor as a Browns fan where are we at with David Bell and Cedric Tillman is Bell just kind of relegated to like a blocking dirty work guy Tillman being a maybe there's something as like a, a big jump ball guy or is there more that we think that Tillman can do in this offense in year one or moving forward, just those two recent draft picks with those other guys that you talked about at the top. Where are we at on those two? I think with Bell, the big issue with him has just been the inconsistency, even in practices. I mean, everything that I'm hearing again this year, same kind of thing as last year where he's got a lot of drops. He's not, you know, 
looking so great on all of his routes. And he seems to be more of like a return specialist at this point and kind of slotted into that role. And I think Tillman, we're really going to have to see how they use them. I mean, I, I know they've kind of got their three top wide receivers and those guys I mentioned, Amari and Elijah Moore and DPJ, and they're going to be the, the main ones. But I think that he's the tallest one in the room right now. And so he is going to be, you know, more in that big, tall target. Maybe if they get into a four wide receiver set out in the red zone for some reason, or even if they just want to trot him out, him and Joku, and have him run like some cross routes and have a just another big body up the middle to go up and jump for one. So I, I think that's kind of where we're going to see them. I, I think David Bell, from everything I'm seeing and, you know, what I saw last year out of him is more of on the outs than anything else. So I think Tillman's got a great opportunity to go in and earn that fourth wide receiver spot. Um, from a like scouting perspective, I was a little bit higher on Tillman. Um, not much. I think I had him come in as like my wide receiver eight or nine on the board, and I got drafted as like the eleventh off the board. Um, but I really like his potential as a. Uh, number two on at the NFL level, not immediately, uh, but uh, he's got really good hands. Uh, I think I graded him as my highest uh, spec catch in uh, all of the wide receiver class last year. Like I, I just think if you need a guy to go make a, a spec catch, like a by spec catch, spectacular catch, like uh, through contact over somebody in the end zone. Uh, I I think he's was the best in this whole draft class at that. Actually, I had him tied. Uh, I had him tied with Josh Downs in that category. So um, yeah, I mean, I, and obviously, like Connor mentioned, just a real big guy. Um, not necessarily a burner, kind of on the slower end, but not uh, you know miserably slow. I think his. I, I mean, not. I don't want to throw out a deandre hopkins comparison because he's not deandre hopkins but like just kind of fits that profile like he might be what deandre hopkins is this year you know what i mean that's an older uh yeah um speaking of deandre hopkins he just got taken um joe mixon went right after amari cooper and then i mean ron or uh sorry robertson just has something against uh uh, receivers finally took took two of them here back to back DeAndre Hopkins and Terry McLaurin. Not a bad one two punch. Um, and then TJ Hawkinson is the tight end off the board. My problem with Hopkins is you know we've seen other guys go there. Like the last truly successful wide receiver they had was AJ Brown. I mean I think Traylon Burks is still going to be the best one that they have over there this season. Uh, D Hop is just—he's a step behind. I don't think Tannehill is really going to be able to support like a wide receiver one type guy, and I think he'll be iffy most weeks supporting a wide receiver two even, and that's just one wide receiver two. I, I don't think that D Hop and Traylon are both going to have good weeks, and I think that at this point Traylon might be the better option there for them. Uh, and then with McLaurin, you know. Sam Howell, we don't really know what we're going to get out of him. He's kind of an enigma. I mean, he played okay in the preseason that we saw, but there's still a lot of question marks with what that offense is going to be capable of. And I don't even think that Terry is the number one 
wide receiver on that team anymore. Really? That's a little hot take, wow. but I like it. I like Jahan Dotson a lot. Yeah, Robertson's I, on the I, same I, train. The guy who took Terry as a Commanders fan, he's he's in on. He thinks Dotson could be a better player overall than McLaurin by the end of the year. Yeah, I I can see it happening. McLaurin's also dealing with a toe injury, which isn't the worst kind of injury to have, but. Um, turf toe though specifically is tough you never from a fantasy perspective especially because you never know how long that could be it, it's it's a lot like getting plantar fascia uh i completely butchered that. Plantar you know fasciitis. thank you from from an nba perspective because that could be like a two-week thing for some guys and it could be something that guys are dealing with for months so yeah. um turf toe in the nfl doesn't sound that bad but when it actually happens, you just never know how long it, it could affect somebody. Uh, I am up next year. I have, uh, let's see, Austin just took Aaron Jones, who was the running back I was thinking of if I was going to go that way. Um, but I should probably snag an extra QB just because with Tua, I am worried about the injuries. And to me, there are like two guys that I'm interested in taking here, and that's probably it for a majority of the rest of the way until some late round flyers go. So I'm going to go, I've but uh, for the listeners, Daniel Jones and Geno Smith are the last two guys left. Daniel Jones obviously has the higher rushing upside, but I wonder now that he has the money, if they're going to let him run the same way he did last season. So I'm going to go with Geno Smith. Uh, I'm in on the Seahawks this year. They have the extra receiver in JSN. Uh, and I just think Gino is going to have a, a really good year, um, but more of a pocket passer, so he goes a little bit later, but I'm happy to take him here as my third quarterback. I mean, he's your third quarterback, but I think he's going to be end up being your quarterback one a lot of weeks. Yep, with Richardson and Tua, I think there are yeah, a lot of weeks where his just like 22 points or whatever it's going to be is going to consistently be there. Yeah, it's crazy. You're going to have some weeks where Tua – and Anthony Richardson combined for 60 points. Right. But <laughs> you're going to have weeks where those two combine for 25, and you're really going to need that, you know, nice solid uh, number from, from Gino. So, yeah, I, I really like that pick there. I think, I think having three, unless you're like Connor and you just are stacked with a one two combo, I think you kind of have to get a third quarterback in this format. A third best quarterback? Now we're kind of at that point in the draft where it gets so close. Like some of these guys I have points apart and where I want to have them at. And also Jonathan Taylor's still on the board. Yeah. Someone's got like that's like, like that's the thing. Like, do I want to take him and know that when he comes back, he's probably going to be a bell cow. Because it's going to be like Josh Jacobs last year. It's going to be a contract year. He's going to want to show out and ball out. So that's kind of a conversation I'm, I'm having with myself. And I think I'm going to I'm gonna do it. You know, I'm going to be the guy that takes JT. And, and I'm also going to take uh, Keenan Allen. You know, best ball format, pair him up with Jay Herb. I think that, you know, eighth round – He's going to have some weeks up there where he's putting up 20 plus points. So it's, 
I, I think both of those are pretty safe best ball picks. We kind of skipped over the three picks between Gino and Jonathan Taylor, and they were Damian Pierce by Ben. Absolutely love that pick. I almost took uh, Damian over Aaron Jones. I just have Aaron Jones a little bit higher. Love that pick. I was hoping someone would snag him soon. And then uh, Darren Waller and Kyle Pitts are kind of the last bit of that upper echelon tight ends. Maybe there's one more guy that some people might have up there. Um, but yeah, great picks there. Billy grabs DJ Moore, and then uh, Brandon grabs Brees Hall. And uh, we're back to Ben. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and grab a second running back here. There's actually three guys I want you know, at different positions, but you can only take one. So I'm going to take Kenneth Walker running back for Seattle. I like Ken Walker. Uh, I, I, was, I was thinking about him here. I do get a little nervous thinking about Charbonnet. Ben yep. knows that I didn't love when that pick happened for Seattle. I wish they had gone a different direction, mm-hmm. but from a fantasy perspective, I wonder just as that that bigger back, <laughs> that guy that's the, if you need four yards, he gets you four yards, whereas Walker is the more explosive guy. You wonder if Charbonnet ends up getting more of the goal line work, some more consistent work than you would expect. Uh, but I still, I, especially like we, like we've been saying at this point in the draft, I, I like that Kenneth Walker pick, but it makes my job easier. I still don't have a running back two, uh, and although I don't love this guy on the field, Austin can tell me why I should love him or should not love him on the field. But from a fantasy perspective, he's just going to get the volume. Um, so as a running back two, I am interested. I'm going to take one Alexander Madison. And wow, Connor has just gone full on stop pretending that I am drafting <laughs> my own team and is letting his owner sit in. What's up, man? Um, <laughs> so we can hear from our guest here, but also Austin, before he makes his pick and tell me about the Alexander Madison pick I just made. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Alexander Madison's not where I thought you were going there, but I like the pick. I don't think there's anything wrong with it at all. I, I think his upside isn't super high. Right. Uh, simply from just kind of like a talent perspective. I don't Not explosive, that. isn't going to break off the big runs. Yeah. yeah, it's a volume thing for Madison. Yeah, Very uh, Najee abs- Harris-like. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, you hear the fantasy football community say this a lot, but I think it rings true. And that's, um, you know, a, a player's value is two things. It's talent and it's opportunity. And he's got opportunity out, I don't know, say... He's got a, a tremendous opportunity this year to Out the wazoo. Yeah, there you go. that's say. that's a PG word. Um, and so, yeah, I think he's going to see a lot of volume and I think he's going to score some touchdowns. It's just who knows when, but uh, you don't have to know when in best ball. So, yeah, Caleb Purdue here, um, COO of um, Connor's fantasy team this year. Um, <laughs> Caleb. I just want to say. Just want to say as far as what Austin was saying about um we we rate opportunity and talent right um uh, personally my perspective I say for wide receivers 70% talent 30% opportunity whereas for running backs I would say more 70% opportunity 30% talent mm-hmm. um you look at somebody like skill. Najee Harris who is maybe the least talented starting running back of all time He's in a good opportunity, <laughs> and he's had some good fantasy seasons because of that, right? 
yards after contact, he might as well be made of styrofoam, right? But then you look at a guy at wide receiver like DJ Moore coming into this year. Very talented wide receiver. I like his upside. I think that was a good pick by Bill over at the value he got him at. Um, so I say 70-30 talent to opportunity for wide receivers. 30-70 for running backs. Matters a lot less for running backs. And I think um, NFL owners would agree based on the contracts that they're giving. Hey, love that. Back to the team. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Caleb. <laughs> now, see, I agree with a lot of my, my COOs opinions, but the, the one on Najee is where I, I definitely divulge from him. I've watched a lot of Najee Harris throughout my years. You know, as I proudly stated earlier, I am an Alabama fan for college football. So watch him a lot. Uh, yes, he's not the best after contact, but he's still such a dynamic runner. He does have that talent there. He can make people miss. And so I still really like him talent wise. I think that he is kind of in that mid-tier of starting running backs in the league, which is why he did fall to the sixth round in this draft. But there's still a lot of upside and a lot of potential for him. Connor, when it comes to Najee, how do you feel – how did you feel as an Alabama fan seeing him drafted to the Steelers? And then also to the yards after contact point, his stats thus far in the NFL, I think it's going to be interesting to kind of track his first – let's say his first three seasons to his next two when his rookie year, the offensive line, I could say this from the Steelers was just atrocious. Like, yeah, his, his first point of contact, right. Quote unquote, what was happening was two 300 pound dudes touching him at the same time, four yards behind the line of scrimmage. Awesome. That's real bad for everybody. Uh, yeah. If you're talking his first contact happening, let's say four yards past the line of scrimmage when it's a cornerback, that's going to be a much different situation. Hopefully what happens this season. So uh, your perspective on Najee's first couple of years in the league, but then also just, I just want to hear you say how you felt as an Alabama fan seeing him go to the Steelers. It really hurt. Uh, I, I hated that, you know, Alabama and Browns fan, you wouldn't think it. You're like, Oh, this kid's a bandwagon. He's just wanting to root for winners. Like, nah, I, I specifically picked the Browns so that way people wouldn't be able to say that about me. But, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I like it for him because I think it's a great opportunity. You know, this was after Le'Veon Bell. This was after James Conner left. This was, you know, there was a hole there. And I think he is absolutely a serviceable every down running back. And you bring up a great point. Y'all's offensive line has been awful the last couple of years. I mean, it, it just has. There, there's nothing else you can say about it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think as they work to improve that, they'll get into a better situation. And like you said, if he's able to get to a point where his first contact is that cornerback, then, yeah, I think he'll be a lot more successful. But I don't think that this is that year for him. I, I don't think y'all have improved your offensive line enough to make that much of a difference in – where he's going to be getting hit. I think, you know, instead of maybe four yards deep, it's going to be one or two yards back in the end zone or back in the backfield or maybe even at the line of scrimmage. But I don't, I don't think he's going to be getting those looks yet to where people are going to be like, oh, yeah, he really is a top-tier NFL running back just because he doesn't have the, the space that can be created for him. You're talking a lot of smack for a, a guy who's uh... – 
Depoy, Miles Garrett got got worked by Dan Moore Jr. last year in a couple yeah. games. He was also getting double teamed every time. Oh <laughs> man, Dan Moore Jr. was one on one, baby. Dan Moore Jr.'s got this. I gotta break up the bickering here just to pat myself on the back with an absolute masterclass from myself. <laughs> See <laughs> mute his mic. Who's 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 got control of this? Yeah. yeah let, let me see if I can. Listen, look, seeing, you got this, Connor. Seeing my pickup, knowing that Dallas Goddard was clearly the best value on the board, he was yes. my pick. But you have to look at who's ahead of you. You have to play the ADP game. And I saw that the two people picking between my next picks both already had their tight end. So I knew they wouldn't be taking Dallas Whoa. Goddard. I looked and saw that the value was at receiver. So I took Drake London, then let those two guys pick three receivers and a running back after me, and then I was able to grab Dallas Goddard. Played beautifully by yours truly. No one likes a podcaster talking about his own fantasy team. So after Ben took Cam Akers, Danny Dimes and JSN just go. And so I'm still just punting at the tight end spot because I think there's some guys that I can still get later. Uh, like Austin said, pretty much everybody, I think except me, has their tight end. And I'm perfectly comfortable waiting. There's a couple guys I, I like late mm-hmm. that I can, you know, take a, a flyer on and take, you know, two maybe and just kind of see what falls. And so I'm going back and forth here. I mean – you know I've, I've got some whispers in my ear that I don't quite agree with <laughs> and and you know he, he's trying to sway me but I'm going to take the only other person that's going to score for the Ravens that's not going to be Lamar in my opinion and just have that Offense locked up is going to be J.K. If if the Ravens score and Lamar's not involved, it's going to be him. And then that's if he's playing, you know this he's Connor. going to play. I've got you know faith, Connor. I've got faith in him this year. And then another guy I really like. I know he's going to miss the first couple weeks, uh, but again, you know, same situation with Jonathan Taylor. He's going to miss a couple weeks. He's going to be come back, and he's going to be a great pick in best ball. That's Jerry Judy. Yet another Bama boy. See, like the injured guys, huh? Say that the pick in from the executives was Tyler Lockett. Um, yeah. Oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think Tyler Lockett is still wide receiver three on that team this year. Uh, his, his decline, I think, is just coming at a much more rapid pace than I feel like a lot of people are looking at. They say that every year? Adding JSN is going to take away a lot from him. I think that <laughs> Tyler or JSN is going to slide into more of that Tyler Lockett role. So I'm not, I'm not there on him, not at this point at least. Uh, Billy took one of my guys, though. He did take Miles Sanders. Austin knows how much I love him. Billy definitely knows how much I love him. But uh, he he's another guy that's got a great opportunity over there in Carolina. He's going to be such a safe option for Bryce Young throughout the season. I don't think he's going to be successful. Definitely not another 11-touchdown season coming out of him, but I I do love that pick from Billy. I wanted to ask you this after last week's podcast for you guys. Um, How much does it 
mess you guys up in drafts when you're in multiple drafts together you <laughs> podcast together about fantasy football because you just gushed about miles sanders for like 15 minutes on that podcast last week i'm pretty sure like how does that mess you up or are you guys all just so confident in your own takes this is a take that ben has had talking about fantasy in the past whereas like at the end of the day we can all listen to each other but we're all just gonna think what we're gonna think anyways uh, do, do you think that puts you at a disadvantage at all for Miles? Listen, I'm like a magician. I'm constantly, I'm constantly throwing out little pieces here and here to like distract. I'm like, oh, look, You're look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Just lying on your podcast to mess with them? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, Austin and I have been in like four, I think this is me and Austin's fourth or fifth draft together this season. And wow. I know he and I have been texting we each other. Snipe like each we other. consistently <laughs> snipe each other on stuff. Like I'll text him, I'm like, you're, you're such a rat for that pick. And it's like two picks before <laughs> I go. And so it's just, it's constant. Like we, we definitely eat off of each other a little bit there. You know, we, we shark each other a little bit. But it's one of those things like we also have different opinions yeah, about a lot of players. So like, uh, like for once, I or for for one example, I know Connor is like really down on Devonte Adams this year. But I've got like, there's a lot of rounds mm-hmm. where I, I mean, there are a lot of teams I've got Devonte Adams on this year because I'm much higher on him than most people. And it's like I don't let, I mean, the, the, those really don't affect each other. Other than maybe I can just like know that's one person who's probably not going to draft him, which kind of helps me out. Yeah. I did love Peyton's uh, research and, and take on Devonta Adams in last week's pod. So if yeah. anyone's listening now that hasn't listened to last week's episode from Tricky Takes, make sure you go back and listen because that, that was a really interesting conversation. I really did enjoy that yeah. one. It's always good to have – Peyton brings such good insights and research when he comes on. I mean, I, I know Austin already mentioned it, but that two peas in a pod podcast, they, they do some good work over there, and, you know, we – try to have both of them on as much as possible. They're just some good guys and good friends of ours. So, you know, and, and they back it up with research. I wouldn't say good guys. Peyton's a good guy. <laughs> we, we, we love Peyton as a podcast. Parker's got some work, but he, he, he'll get there. <laughs> we still love him too. Um, so the tight end two run might be happening. After Miles Sanders went to Billy, Brandon took Evan Ingram and then Ben with the Dalton Kincaid pick way out of left field. Now, I think if you are going to take a second tight end, I mean, that's the kind of stab to go for because by week five or six, Dalton Kincaid could be the tight end one on that Bills team and he could be the the third target or even the second target. Like, uh, I think he has potential to boom. So I do really definitely like him a lot more than Dawson Knox. Yeah, absolutely. And Austin, I think you remember I was a big Dawson Knox truther last year. Yes, yes, this is true. There's two players I'm really happy with. Damn it, there was one of them, but luckily I said there were two. Um, <laughs> it was the one I was a little higher on than the other, um, the one you just took. I uh, I had this I had this uh, stat queued up for the last time I was here on Tricky Takes, one of the mock drafts. I think it might have been your guys' 2.0, so if you're listening now and you haven't listened before, go back and listen. But James Conner, something in the realm of just the there's just the volume he gets from a, a carries and receiving standpoint. I think since he's gone to Arizona, he's been a top 10 in, in rushing attempts and catches, something like that, where he's just getting – all of the work and and for me in Arizona, that was who I just picked. James Connor, who who Austin was thinking about taking, just 
a guy who, especially on a bad team, I know we try to take as few guys from bad offenses as possible, but when it's the running back, and, and shout out Josh Dobbs, Josh Dobbs is going to be your quarterback, you're going to hand the ball off a lot, and in the red zone and on the goal line, you're going to hand the ball off a lot, and you're going to throw to your yeah. running back a lot. So James Conner, I'm thrilled to get here, down here in what, round 10, wherever we are now. I think even when Kyler comes back, James Conner is still going to get a ton of work. Because, I mean, they're not going to want to get Kyler even more banged up than he already is. Yeah, him and and Kyler have been great so far to this point in in both their tenure there. So, great point. Okay, so I took Michael Pittman. Uh, I mean, I don't really have too much to say about that. Just a solid receiver. Have a couple good weeks where he scores some touchdowns. Um, but Alvin Kamara and Isaiah Pacheco went after me, which are two guys I was really hoping would, uh, kind of make the turn back around me. But since neither of them are here, I can go ahead and say that I would also love for DeAndre Swift to make it back to me. So I'm hoping neither of them double up on running back, um, and let, let him fall to me. Did Terry already go? Yeah. One time ago. Fire Muth, the truth just went off the board. Uh, Patty French fries, as I like to call them. <laughs> Where does the French fries thing come from? Or is that just his name just starts with F R E? Okay. okay. So, <laughs> and it's I, I know that our friend group has always called him Patty French fries. I don't know if anybody else does it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where our our group comes up with some interesting names. Yeah. Yeah, I could tell listening to y'all's podcast. Yeah. And that's why, you know, hence the name, Tricky Takes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh so now we just gotta get DeAndre Swift past Ronan here. He he went Javante Williams the round before last, Alvin Kamara there, and then he just took Jared Goff. Uh so Jared Goff's his quarterback three. I really don't feel a need to get a quarterback three this early. I got Jalen Hurts. Uh, really early, and then Dak Prescott. So, I mean, I think those two guys are going to be my quarterback and then my super flex most weeks. I really don't think anybody this late is going to make a push to start many weeks for me. So uh, it's going to be one of those I kind of punt on and uh, maybe get one. There's After this round, there's only three more rounds left, and one of those at least is going to have to be a, be a defense, maybe two. Uh, but – uh, as I mentioned, DeAndre Swift, I was hoping he followed me. He does. So DeAndre Swift off the board. Simon's on the board. He just did hop back in. Perfect timing. Boom. Don't worry. Had the phone pulled up. That's and also Pat, the Patty uh, Fryermuth, uh nickname. A lot of – I hear a lot of Patty Fries. Um, so Patty French Fries is a natural progression made by the Tricky Takes crew. So great job, guys. Um, also, guys. Connor, we can hear all of your planning right now, man. Just so you know, so. Oh, I don't. At this point, it's it's a lot. Like I know my guys are going to come to me, and I'm not worried. We're not really worried. The other seven guys in this league don't really stand a chance compared to our organization structure yeah. we have going on here. But we we you have think when a GM top, is on right? a trade call in the NFL, the owner ever steps in and is just like, "Hey, we're not going to trade a second round pick for that guy." He had. This is like a. You know, this is like Walmart worrying about a local grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's not going to happen. We're not worried. Yeah. It's corporate around here. 
We're too oh, big no. to fail at this point. Oh, no. no. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, Famous <I'm>... last words. <laughs> yeah, what's the last place punishment of this league? Does anybody know? Let's just tag. Uh, I, right I don't now. think we've created one yet. But uh, yeah. Yeah, speaking, speaking of, you know, punishments and stuff, I was thinking about getting a box, like one of those custom box score network, like perennial trophies. Oh, yeah. And just, and just sending it to the winner and having it pass around that could be interesting as long as it, we could make it too big that way shipping costs wouldn't be too much right well listen connor's already bragged about how much extra money this he's got true. with no no significant <laughs> other no kids or anything so go yeah. connor go as big as you want buddy you got well it. look at listen last place should pay shipping that, costs. that's yeah, it. i love that. I like that that's that's really smart man that's all. <laughs> that is that is a genius idea i like that Simon on the uh, clock here. Half his yeah, time. Simon taking his time. Simon's on the clock here, man. Listen, when you've got so many options, because you guys leave so many, oh, so much okay. meat on the bone here, you know, there's just <laughs> the amount of trash talk you can talk when it's an 18 league and there's, yeah. you know, a million yeah. good players. It's crazy. Know, there's only, there's only 11. three <laughs> and a half more rounds great. left at this point. And the players that are still on the board are, there's a lot of talent left. I mean, there it is. And plus, this, I mean, defense uh, defenses are going to have to go at some point because defenses are required in this league. It'll be interesting to see everybody's strategy. Some teams are going to take one, some teams two, maybe even a team takes three. Who knows? Uh, I'm here to get Connor fired. I heard his owner tell him he wanted Tyler Lockett earlier on uh, last round. So I just went ahead and took Lockett to. Uh, I'm okay with you taking him. See what I, position I, I can put Connor in. Simon, Sorry, I think I'm going anywhere. Uh, I'll make that clear. I think he's purged the uh, the scouting department from Connor and. Oh yeah, they're all fired. <laughs> the scouting yeah. department's not happy. We were so confident in Connor's ability to be the coach of this team. Yeah, they have been kicked out of the the room right now. So it, Times it's... New Roman press release put out by the owner. Yeah, it's gonna <laughs> be uh, it's gonna be a rocky Monday whenever we all or Tuesday I guess after the holiday whenever we all come together again. But uh, that, that scouting team has got some work to do in the owner's eyes. All right. So I'm, I'm happy I waited this long to uh, get my tight end. I can finally take him. Uh, I mentioned him earlier as Dave Njoku. I think that he's got top eight potential every week. And then y'all are just going to let me get another pairing out here with my quarterback and a potential wide receiver one on his team in Zay Flowers. So, I mean, I, I, like I said, the, the cards are falling exactly where I want them to, and I'm not worried about you guys. It just – it is what it is. Damn. <laughs> kind of tough. I was looking at your team as you were talking, and I got real worried that you were going to say Russell Wilson with Jerry Judy, and I was, I was real nervous for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not that bold. <laughs> I, at that point, I don't know if my my owner might retract the the state that he made a second ago. Yes, a um, a Russell Wilson draft by Connor would probably rescind him from head coach of this team. <laughs> As we mentioned, Russell Wilson, of course, he gets taken. Broncos offense can only get better, and and Ben takes the first defense off the board too. Damn, I was. I was gonna grab. Austin was getting ready for it. I was, I was locked on them. 
<laughs> All right, well, now let's just go ahead and start the defensive run, right? Damn. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> no, this, this is cool, it's guys. No, I... here. Mike, Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, Stephon Gilmore. Cowboys defense going off the board second. Ben took the 49ers defense with the first pick of the, of the defensive picks here. Okay. Um, I guess, yeah, I'm just going to continue and take the Eagles. I think that defense is going to be so good this year. Yeah, I do too. You guys worried about the corners? They uh, no. a little bit. Not really. Listen, the pass rush is going to get there so quick. I don't think they have to hold up too late, too yeah. long. Yeah. Jalen Carter added to that team is is nasty. Ridiculous. Jordan Davis get a little get get a few more snaps here and there. Yeah. Be interesting. While we're waiting on picks, because this is something I I have not been exposed to as a fantasy person at all. What's the what's the arguments and counter arguments to one defense versus two or even three in a league like this? It's it's possible to score negative points. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, really. So how the scoring basically works, you can look at it, but I I, I have a vague remembrance I, I know, of what the, here. I, I know the ESPN standard scoring is every hundred yards. So your defense always starts off at ten points. And then every hundred yards it gives up. So I think the yardage is five or five points or maybe even four. And then the score is six. So for every hundred yards it lets up, it loses a point. And then for every seven points it lets up, it'll lose a point and a half, I believe. It's, it wow. it, it's not a direct scale up. There's kind of like some tier things. Like if you, yeah. if, if you mm-hmm. shut out the team, you get like six points, but if you give up only like one to seven, then you get like five points. But if you give up seven to uh, like 16 or 14 or something like that, you get like, it, it, it kind of scales up like that. And, um, but you get forcing a fumble points. is one point. Yes. Forcing Reco- a fumble. Is a point recovering point. a turnover is two points. Exactly. Interception. Interceptions are two points. One point. Sacks are one point. And then touchdowns are six. So if they get a defensive or special team touchdown, it's six points. But if it if if you get lit up, you can actually possibly go into the negative. Yes, absolutely. I I have seen defenses score negative twelve on people's team. (laughs) That's awesome. It was my owner's team. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so so having two defense, I think, is really just kind of that safety blanket of okay. uh, you're not going to have a negative likely out of both, and kind of the way I would treat it is at least my my thought process in this one is if you've got a solid like number one defense like the three of us, me, Simon, and Ben, we all just got, then really you just kind of need one more uh, that will kind of rotate off the waivers because you still can pick up okay off the waivers so you can just look at matchups and be like oh well this team's playing i don't know the rams this week and the rams like mm-hmm. i mean they're at the work depending on how stafford and 
cup are like they aren't the worst offense but they're not good right. you can just pick up whoever's playing them and then you've got your kind of your stalwart that you're hoping kind of carries you and if mm-hmm. they have a bad week or if they're matched up against the chiefs or the bills or something like that then you've got this backup that's kind of playing a worse team and so, that, so that's how some people are gonna play it some people might just go for two stud defenses though and just hope okay. that whichever one of them you know scores a touchdown maybe even perfect now that explains it and so you know, but you can, you can, like you said, just watch it week to week carefully, and you can pick up a some average defense playing a bad offense that week if you need Absolutely. to. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely more in that second camp where I like to just waiver wire a defense about every week. I think in most of my leagues that still have defenses, I am one. Of, I'm. It's always one of my last picks. Uh, defense and kicker last two rounds for me typically in the, you know, standard setup league. And mm-hmm. I'll play the waiver game with both of those positions every week if I have to. Okay. I mean, unless I find a kicker that's hot on a defense that, or on a team that's not getting in the end zone that much, then I'll, I'll ride with him for a while. But I, I'm, I don't like to stay committed unless I can snag, you know, in the the second to last round or something, the defensive haven't gone yet, and I'm just early on in that round by chance, and it can snag, you know, like you guys, the 49ers, the Cowboys, the Eagles, one of those, then it's just a waiver wire game. Yeah, I appreciate it. No, that's good info all the way across there. Thank you all. Austin's on the board at the moment. This is got true. five defenses that are off the board. Patriots and Steelers gone as well. Yep. I'm not really looking at defense here. Um, if I do grab a second one, it'll be with my last pick. I've got to choose where I want to go here. I could grab another quarterback, you know, have a third quarterback kind of throw in, or I can just kind of add depth to that receiver or running back room, or I can grab a second tight end. So, I mean, really anywhere is open except defense to me here, just from a um, – personal standpoint like I, I personally wouldn't go defense here does anyone just kind of stand out talent wise is what i'm thinking here like is anyone when i look at them just like potentially just a better player than the rest and i think I think there is a guy for me that I look at and I'm just like, yeah, I think you could stand out on your, on your team and, and be uh, potentially an elite player this year. And uh, that's a guy we talked about a little bit earlier in Jahan Dotson. Yeah. I'm going to take Jahan Dotson here. Austin, I was so sure you were going to take the pick. That I was just thinking about here. You talk about the guy you might. You're literally pawn scum. That's the guy you needed. <laughs> That's the guy we were going. You we going. With that. Just got fired. Connor's just, Connor's done. Um, Austin, Austin is I'm actually right. such a rat. Not out of his control. <laughs> so who do you think if I was going, were, Simon? If you're a good owner, you would have you you would have forced him to trade up or something. Uh, here's where I thought you were going. You talk about talent. Talk about team. You talk about situation. He's not developed. We're in the last two picks of last two rounds of the draft. Here, you're talking about ultimate ceiling guys. You want to swing big, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 
why not take the guy who is maybe one of the top talented running backs behind the best offensive line in the league guy who I think I heard a stat where any game he's had more than 12 touches. He's averaged more than seven yards per carry. Uh, I'm going to take Rashad Penny right here because boy, oh boy, if he's healthy at any point and, and we're talking best ball, um, that's, that's the guy I want sitting there for any of the weeks he might be actually playing and getting the ball. Yeah, I'm I'm just a DeAndre Swift believer this year. I've already got him. So that's why I'm passing on Penny. But uh yeah, I mean if I Oh, I forgot you had Swift, yeah. I uh I don't I, I like your arguments. I think you made valid arguments there. And uh Kenny Pickett goes after you, it's which is actually someone who I was considering drafting. If I went quarterback, Kenny Pickett was my next quarterback off the board. Connor, did you get uh, in trouble for the penny pick? I did not. Uh, I, I was not high on him. We're, I, we're good at running back. Yeah, we're, we're set at running back, in my opinion. Right so now, conversation just, happening. Yeah, th- there is a lot of conversation. We're, we're arguing back and forth. Uh, we've got our guy, though, mm-hmm. and, and we know who we're taking here at this pick 13 right before we – then we'll start looking at the defenses. I, I haven't wanted to look at them yet because I think it's a disgusting position. Shouldn't even be in fantasy as long as well as kickers. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. I didn't create the rules for this league. So Austin, Austin, you know, he made it to the championship of our home league one year, strictly off the fact that the Jags defense was averaging a touchdown a week for an entire season. Yeah. Back in 2020, and Blake Bortles made a campaign <laughs> for the AFC championship. Blake Bortles. You know, we all know that was a load of bullshit, right? But Austin, <laughs> Austin wrote it to a hump cat. Hey, no, you remember who won that year, right? Chase. No, I no, no, it was Chase and Austin in the championship that year. The year I won was me and Chase. Yes. Yeah. Was that 2020 that you won it, Austin? <laughs> No, that would have been 2018, I believe. 2018, yeah. 2018. I was, I was, 2018, the Jags year. Because I went back to back in 2019, 2020. Right, yeah. We don't we don't need to talk about your sustained success in that league. It's kind of disgusting. But what we're talking about here is the best available pick. Um, as long as Bill doesn't go uh, – is he listening? Well, no, he but Austin, Austin might text him. You know, so I would. Uh, hands up. Hands up. Hands up. But Gabe, Gabe Davis. <laughs> Gabe Davis, I think, is the best pick here in a basketball for right now. <laughs> awesome. You're such a snag. <laughs> I think Gabe Davis goes yeah, down. Format, though, down. Yeah, Gabe Davis I think is Gabe Davis guy. is gonna have at least one multiple touchdown performance on some deep balls from the best passer in the league, uh not named Patrick Mahomes. So uh yeah, we'll take that. Yeah. And then we'll we'll worry about defenses after Billy Mason's pick. Because we're definitely gonna have to do some major reshuffling if he takes Gabe Davis out of nowhere. Who took Mike Williams? Who took Mike Williams from? I, I wanted to go back to those picks, actually, because that I, I had two picks lined up for my Rashad Penny pick, and it was Mike Williams and George Pickens, and those guys both went at the end of round 12 to Ronan and Robertson, Mike Williams going first, and then Pickens going next to two guys that, again, in this best ball format of uh, two deep ball guys, two jump ball guys, um, definitely interesting picks here late at the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mike Williams was on the radar over here. Yep. 
Herb, especially pairing him with Jay Herb. I mean, right. but I was also weighing the fact that I already have Keenan. So it, it was kind of a that, – that's why I waited on him. I mean, I got the same kind of offense as Miami where board. both guys yeah. could be, you know, 20-point guys in the same week. It's kind of they, – They absolutely could. I think it's this... going to be an over, uh, a one or the other. It could be a few weeks, but not to the extent that the Dolphins guys. Yeah, I, I think that this Chargers offense is going to have a lot of high-scoring weeks, and I think they're going to have to because I don't think their defense is as strong as it was last year. I mean, we kind of did see it fall apart in the uh, the first game of the, the playoffs for them. Yikes. And that absolute tumble that they took against Jacksonville. Billy really will say open though, that for... clock down. Plenty of time to read that text message I sent him. Uh... <laughs> Such a scumbag, Austin. <laughs> um. It... To stick one flight here for a second. A one way flight to Raleigh is not impossible, buddy. <laughs> uh, the second, like I mentioned year, earlier, I've got that disposable income, and I've got the COO here to bankroll me too. So, <laughs> what's up, Simon? And I've got family that lives in the area, so I mean, my my stuff's covered. Family that's in the area. What's going on here? You send someone to Billy's house to, to stop his. No, I send someone to Austin's place. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Fuck me! So my my COO has a a slight gambling problem. Why? Yeah, it's a minor gambling issue. You know, that's where most of the bankroll comes from. But uh, he's down pretty horrifically tonight. Is Antonio Brown your uh, owner? <laughs> Yikes. All right, so the text did not go through, so Billy, I'm taking Billy Davis. Billy did take a bill. I just told him to take a bill. I don't think he understood the, the, con- the assignment. I, I believe he auto-drafted that one. I probably, I don't know. And if you listen to the pod last week, uh, I've got the New York Jets as my number one scoring defense this year. I think they've got a lot of potential, and so I'm very happy taking them in the last round. Let's go, Sauce. I like that pick of the Jets defense. Um, it, any listeners, sorry, guys, shameless plug here at the Stat Sheet Podcast. We did a position group draft this past week, and, and I took the Jets front seven. I think that's a great front seven. I think it can help create a lot of turnovers for those DBs. So I think that's a good pick for for fantasy purposes, sauce, and just what that that front seven can create in terms of pressure and sacks and and keeping the scores low and stuff. So good good pick. No roll tide shirt, but Quentin Williams, that boy a dog. Didn't even realize that we had a new guy in the seat until you started. Um, does a laugh. Just to be clear, is this the COO, the CEO, or the owner, or all three? COO, COO. Okay. okay. Uh, the C- CEO, CFO. Um, they couldn't make it. At, we're a public company, so owner. Um, okay. I like to call them um, our supporters. <laughs> <laughs> supporters. Supporters. Gambling issues in the background. There's there's a lot of interesting things going on here. Um, let's... no gambling, just winning. <laughs> well, I don't. That's not what it sounds like. A little bit of losing. <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't win without losing. 
Right. Right. And what I like to say is if you can win 20,000% of your money gambling, you can only lose 100%. Do the math. I mean, that is a big brain right there. Ben, you got to get this guy on odds on favorite, man. I'm telling you, man. That's just a white screen to us, brother. Oh, there we go. Yeah, dude, I was nervous about that game. The Red Sox just really suck. 13 runs to the Royals? Oh, bro, your camera's all messed up. Uh, to bring it back to fantasy here for a second, I don't think this is going to mess up Austin from a fantasy perspective, but I know he and I both share a love for this player. Kadarius Tony was taking three picks earlier. With this last pick, I told myself I wanted a Chiefs wide receiver, and we would see who does well this season. And I'm going to take our boy Justin Ross out of Clemson. Um, that's a great deep pick. That's right my there. favorite value. My favorite Real value. outside yeah, chance that this guy is just Patrick Mahomes' favorite and best receiver this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and true receiver, not pass catcher. Uh, I love Justin Ross. Loved him coming out. Uh, really excited for him in, in Kansas City. By the way, while, while Austin's reeling from this pick, uh, can we just talk about uh, – the Chiefs also getting Darius Rush, claiming him off waivers from the Colts. It has nothing to do with fantasy, but my goodness, the Chiefs just keep getting young, good DBs that we like. Yeah, that's that is factual. Um, damn. I, so I went with the Saints defense just to stack up with two defenses. I was the only team to actually do that, but hey, I'm gonna have a big scoring week. These both defenses I took have really easy schedules for the first uh, four or five weeks, which is really all I was looking at. And so I think I'm going to get some big scoring weeks out of my defenses, um, which I'm really excited about. But the other guy I was looking to take if I didn't go with him was Tyler Higby, and Ronan took Tyler Higby. I was thinking I might be able to pick him up off waivers if if someone I felt like dropping. But uh, with the Rams fan behind you, um, yeah, I guess I didn't think that far ahead. Uh, and then uh, Sam Howell uh, was the Mister Irrelevant to the uh, Washington Commanders fan, so. Uh, all is well, uh, I guess, with the last two picks. Yeah. So, I mean, just looking at it right post-draft, how are all you guys feeling about your team? I I, wish, I, my I team. wish I had two the best real quarterbacks. Part, I think the best part about this is when you look at the waiver wire, you got some dogs. Oh, yeah. Wire. Like, it's going to be – because we're, so we're doing a fab system, which, Ben, did you look into that at all? I don't know if that was one of those things that – Okay, no, so, I haven't gotten into that yet. So that is free act, free agent acquisition budget. So basically everybody starts with a, a bit of money and you don't get any more the rest of the season. You just have that money. And every week yeah. on Tuesday, waivers open for everybody to bid. And it's basically a silent auction for all the players. And you have okay. to, you have to kind of spend that money. Cause I think it's a hundred dollars and that's the only hundred dollars you get all year. So, you know, if week one, um, you know, Brees Hall like re- gets in, plays week one and gets injured again. Then Dalvin Cook's on the waiver wire. Like you're gonna want to spend big on him. But you know, if you just want to like kind of buy someone a little bit, kind of more low key, you can maybe throw in a one or a two dollar bet and and hope no one else throws a two or a, a three or a four dollar bet on it. And it's it's really fun because it's like a, one of those silent auctions that goes on. You have to kind of pick and choose who you want to spend big on. And where, and I think there's going to be a lot of really interesting weeks where someone's going to spend like 20 bucks on a player and the next highest bid is like seven. Yeah. And, uh, th- that feels so nothing feels worse than when you're like, oh, I've got to spend big on this guy because everybody's going to want him. And then you overpaid by two X or three X. Okay. 
that, that, that sounds like a lot of fun. I love the silent part of that. So. Yeah, it, it is uh, really interesting. So, uh, yeah, um, I guess back to Connor's question. How do you guys feel about your teams? Well, Connor COO is on the phone with a bookie right now, so I don't <laughs> – I don't, I don't know how that's going. Bookie's not happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The bookie might be going for some decaps here. You're tonight. getting your money. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> Connor's going to have to sell a couple guys off his team uh, if anybody wants to jump Connor's, in. Connor's using the free agent acquisition budget to pay off <laughs> his CEO's debt. Yeah. No, the – the team is staying intact. Like I'll sell some other assets. We'll make it work. All right. That tricky take sign is is gone. No, the tricky take sign stays. <laughs> it ties the whole room together, Simon. <laughs> it's an accent piece. Look, I was told I needed some wall art, so I got that. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's see. Um, yeah, I mean teams teams hmm. are all looking good. I mean, I don't think anybody stands out. Uh, with anything too interesting uh, you see some people have two quarterbacks some have three nobody has four um same thing with tight ends some people have wait does everybody have i only have one tight end i've got some one, also. Have one i also have one a few people have two you know when you get travis kelsey simon you don't need another tight end yeah no i couldn't focus on anything else after that yeah um i got dallas goddard as my only tight end, which I'm not super happy with, but we'll see how he does after the first few weeks. I might be dropping a guy, you know, I might be dropping one of those two defenses. I might be dropping, you know, DeAndre Swift if Rashad Penny's looking really good. Like, uh, we'll see how that how that turns out. I I think the five bench spots is perfect because it's enough, but it also leaves just a little bit on the bone. And so you're like, Oh gosh, you have to make some tough decisions. Like, do I want you have to decide how much of it's going to be spent on flyers, true mm-hmm. high ceiling, low floor, floor guys versus guys that you could actually realistically see in a lineup. Now in, in a best ball format, you don't have to worry so much about that, but at the same time you have to wonder, you know, do I, forego the flyers a little bit right um, so you know for my team specifically my five bench spots third quarterback in gino uh, running back in james connor wide receiver in tyler lockett and then my two reaches my two high ceiling guys rashad penny justin ross i mean those could be guys i drop after you know week one in theory yeah. um because they could be guys that either get hurt or just like don't even see the field at all for offensive snaps and so few spots you you need to have as many good guys as you can so um it, it's an interesting it's an interesting run here that that's for sure having the five spots but but still best ball format and it definitely makes you think a lot more about who you're taking and figure out you know it, there's a lot more strategy than just like oh i think this guy could be good late in the draft you're like oh, okay i've only got a few so i've got to be really strategic with who i take what offenses i'm looking at who's got the potential on set offense. I mean, it, there's a bit more that goes into it than just like, oh, I, I like this guy. You know, he, he's here. He's late. He fell a little bit. He's not as good as he used to be, but he's there, and I know I can count on him for, you know, seven, eight points. Yeah. Kind of like taking Gabe Davis over Jordan Addison or Marquise Brown even, like, 
that's not something that's happening in a regular league, but in a best ball league where um, there may they may only be in your starting lineup because of a big week. Um, I think like there's value in certain picks like that based compared to like a normal league. Yeah, absolutely. So Ben, I really wanted to hear from you. This is your first fantasy football draft and it was an interesting one. So like, I know you prepared, did some mock drafts. Like how did this compare to the mock drafts you did? And uh, how, I mean, what's your, just your thoughts overall? First of all, it was fun. So I appreciate y'all letting me come on and putting up with me since, you know, I know I'm the outsider in terms of fantasy, but no, it, every bit of it was fun watching people, watching people talk about what they were going to do and sometimes doing that and sometimes doing the opposite was fun as well. So <laughs> I enjoyed that, but it was different because I, I ran probably 20, 25 mocks, but I kept telling myself, this is computer talk that I'm seeing. And when people get in there, they're going to do it different. And so I, I had myself prepared. It still didn't go the way I wanted, but at least mentally I had myself prepared for, Hey, this is not going to go a predictable way because people are, people are working here. So, you know, but I, I, I enjoyed every bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it. it never goes exactly as the mocks. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the way, the way mocks are used and with me specifically is I like to do them to look at team constructions when I'm done by like going and taking a Travis Kelsey in the first or second round and being like, if I do that, what does my team look like at the end? Mm-hmm. versus like if I take two quarterbacks early, what does my team look like? Versus if I, like you went really heavy on a uh, receiver earlier, your second, third, fourth, and fifth round picks were all uh receiver. And then you went tight end after going quarterback first round. So you didn't even take a running back until round seven. Right. Which is an interesting story, but is that something that you like did in a mock and were like, Hey, I did that. And I kind of liked my running back room still. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what happened. So, and again, you know, I'm not the expert on any of this, but that was a plan. If I couldn't get, if I couldn't get at the start or the end of a draft to catch two picks back to back, I was really hoping that I would, and I didn't care if I was first or 10th, but I really was actually hoping I could be at the tail end so I could pop, pop two picks. Yep. Cause that can always, you, you don't telegraph your strategy. Being stuck in the middle here was my worst spot. I didn't want that, but that, it's you know, tough. somebody had to be there. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, it was a plan to drop running backs down. Part of that isn't so much, um, wasn't so much from a strategy, but, Running backs, to me, tend to get injured so much. The unpredictability, mm-hmm. even the good ones. And and I know the same thing holds true with wide receivers, but it feels like when the running backs go down, they go down more often and for longer. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the receiver may come back with a nagging injury, at least he's back on the field and producing on some level. So that really scared me away from a lot of the running backs, just to be honest. It was kind of that real-world thing coming in. It wasn't even a fantasy thing that had me dialing back the running backs. Yeah, and and I got to say, and you have to look at format too. In this format, you only two running backs are required. You have four on your team. One of them I love in Damian Pierce. I think he's going to mm-hmm. be there. Yep. And out of the 17, I think we're doing a 17-week season championship on week 17. You never really play fantasy on week 18 because a lot of teams sit their starters, and you don't want that to mess with lineups, Ben. So okay. that's kind of the standard is 17-week season now that the, it's 18 weeks in real football. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I think Damian Pierce is going to be a starter and, you know, I think you're going to get at least 13 or 14 weeks with him in one of those top two running back spots. I like him a lot out in your, in your team. And then you've got basically three dart throws with Kenneth Walker, Cam Akers, and, uh, you've got the pairing of 
Ken and, and Zach Charbonnet. So I think, you know, as long as one of those three gets in the end zone, you've got a nice second uh, running back and you don't need a third. You, some people uh, like myself, I took three running backs pretty high, hoping that one of them is going to fit into my flex every week. But mm-hmm. I mean, there's weeks where neither as just a wasted high scoring running back who's did, didn't even, you know, make it into the lineup. Right. So, yeah. I, I think you did great. Well, I appreciate it. And again, I, I know I knew heading in, I'd be unorthodox, but one thing I did see too, matter of fact, when, when I did the mocks, the computer actually had the running backs even higher than you guys did. Like there were consistently clusters of running backs much higher. So I expected that coming in, that didn't happen. But what I, what I did find, if I'm drafting running backs this late, like I planned, I could at least grab a guy that was more likely to be a starter for his team and get a lot of carries, even if he wasn't explosive. You know, none of my guys are really explosive unless I'm a well Pearson Walker have a chance, but generally speaking, you think they're going to get a lot of carries, even with acres. So that's kind of what I went for on the back end. Yeah, I also love high, high volume running back is important. And he's got the two duos at receiver. So we talked about when yeah. he took Hill and Waddle <laughs> early, but he's also got AJ Brown, Devonta Smith. So getting the two and he's got the, and the two on the duos at running back. I mm-hmm. so here's the thing: I have With three no, offenses yeah. that could all be top ten to have two guys at those positions. That's that's I think top much. five. I think all three of those are top five potential. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea how that's going to work out for you, Ben, with all those stacks of two players at the same position on right. the same team. <laughs> yes, I've never I've never played this format either. <laughs> I think it's a great idea, though. Like, I yeah. wish I would have done done that a little more. I went base. I don't know if I have anybody. I have Goddard and Swift. And the well, the Eagles' defense isn't on their offense. Goddard and Swift are my only. No, I've got Pollard and Prescott, so I have a li- I have a few combos. But um, I mean, I think because your teams are going to score points, right? If you're taking players from good teams on good offenses, those offenses are going to put up points. It just depends on who's going to do it. So you're basically saying, well, one of these two players is going to score a point every week, pretty sure, and they might both. Okay. So. It's one of those uh, lower reward or lower risk, like lower reward kind of things. But you're like minimizing risk is a big thing in fantasy football. Because really, okay. I mean, that's well. the thing is higher risk reward. You know, the higher risky player uh, teams, they have the potential to just like dominate the league, win every week, and kind of walk in by a landslide. But then. Mm-hmm towards week 14 15 16 17 when the playoffs are happening that's when injuries you know are going to be at their their max and you know if you've got a um a high risk team that's when it gets the most risky and so if you just kind of sneak in with a low risk fourth or fourth you know last playoff spot then hey you might cruise because everybody else is hurt and you're not (laughs) that's interesting you say that because i didn't know that i'm a big risk management person in everything Mm -hmm. else i do I'd never associated that with fantasy and anything I'd ever heard. Um, and I guess that's probably because top end fantasy is all about, hey, explosive, right? But once yeah. you get deeper in, I, I guess what you're saying, I hadn't even considered it at all. So it's cool to hear, actually. Yeah. Now, did anybody else – I didn't even realize I did it until just now looking through my team. Did anybody else take the quarterback, RB1, and a potential wide receiver one off the same team? So I've got the Lamar, the JK, and the Zay Flowers picks. Oh, I guess technically I did. I have I forgot I have Jalen Hurts. I've got Jalen Hurts, 
Dallas, not the, not the receiver, but I've got Jalen Hurts, yeah. the tight end one in Goddard, and then the running back mm-hmm. in Swift. So I, I I did stack three Eagles there. Yeah. I've got Josh Dobbs, James Conner, and um, uh, Marquise Brown. Does that does that count? <laughs> yeah. That's the most. He's <laughs> no, who's the Mark Wil- Wilson? Who's the who's the wide receiver you guys have been Michael talking about? Michael, Michael Wilson. Wilson. I was trying to think of him and I couldn't say his name. Yeah, Austin and I have sniped him back and forth in multiple drafts from each other. Every every uh, draft we've done together, <laughs> when it gets around like around 13 14 we're both just kind of staring at each other like okay what yeah. for him <laughs> yeah like are you taking him here or am i <laughs> Who, whose turn is it who did it last time i think we i, I think we've split them pretty evenly yeah between i think we've done the four drafts he's got them twice and i've got them twice yeah and every time it happens we text the other person like fuck you <laughs> yeah <funny>. you, you <laughs> rat <laughs> I will say, Austin, you were spotting that potential Tagovailoa pick right there in round six, whatever mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. I I was torn. I really didn't want to draft him because of the injury concerns. I, I really just didn't want to do it. But, yeah. I mean, when you've already got the two receivers, I was tempted. So I don't even know what the right move there would have been, to be honest. And, and that's one of those things that's like the, the week's – because the Dolphins are a pretty good offense, and those are two good receivers. The weeks where uh, the Hill puts up two touchdowns and then Jalen Waddle goes for like 150 and a touchdown, like two is going to put up 35 points that week, and you're going to have <laughs> all the points. But okay. weeks, but the weeks where um, you know the offense maybe doesn't do as much, it's not going to be as good. But so, anyways, um, thanks everybody. We're closing up on two and a half hours which is uh, the longest podcast we've ever done yeah so uh thanks for coming we will i mean we're gonna at tricky days here we're definitely gonna talk about uh this league going out throughout the season and and how we're um each of our teams are doing and i don't know if y'all are gonna keep tabs up with it on y'all zone um podcasts but at the end of the year i think we definitely have to do like a year in review where yeah, uh yeah come on and then can kind of talk about the team and stuff like that. I think that'd be fun. So uh, thanks everybody for listening. Go check out uh, the box score network on Twitter, all the related podcasts that are on there. We have one coming out every day of the week. Uh, so if you're a podcast listener, uh, might as well just go follow them all and uh, just get your kick, uh, your podcast kick in Monday through Friday. So yeah. uh, anything else you have to say before we get out of here? Thanks, everybody. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, guys. Yeah, ton of fun. Yeah, thanks for coming on, guys. It's a fun right. way to spend a Friday night, for sure. Yeah, drinking Thank a couple you. beers, talking. Yeah. Podcasts. <laughs> what else is there? Exactly. Wait, this was a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Con- Connor will be having weekly meetings with upper management to go over the team's <laughs> yeah. um, success or lack thereof. And... Um, where the free agent acquisition budget should be deployed. Are you already doubting trades, our team? Would they be coming? Not, from not, our... not doubting our team at all. I think we're going to be in a great place. I think we're going to be looking at, but I, uh, high expectations. You know, if if we don't, um, if we're not in, listeners, the the person speaking has a baseball bat. Uh, just so everybody <laughs> is aware of the context of what's going on here. Even can't right now. Uh, 
But no, Austin, to go off your point, I know you were about to ask if trades. He has given me the keys to the kingdom. Okay. He, he's given me full autonomy. So I really appreciate that, and I, I appreciate the support I'm getting from the, the ownership team. Uh, he's got a lot of faith in me, and I really hope that I'm going to you know pull out and meet his expectations, which are really championship level I mean, with the, the yep. team that we have. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> all right see y'all next time Thanks this is our josh mcdaniels <laughs> oh no oh no, oh, no. All right. <laughs> <laughs> see